Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. And welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 71, Going Strong. I am your host, Ed Horner. Alongside me tonight, our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. So, Sean is lost somewhere in the hyperspace of the Discord system. Um, he was supposed to have exited and appeared in our system, but uh, the calculations must have been off. He may be joining us live while we're doing it. Um, so, my anticipation is that he's going to be joining us at some point in time. But So, otherwise, it's just going to be Chris and I tonight. Um, I really wanted him to be here because today's one of our favorite types of shows. That is our points guessing shows. And just on cue, (laughs) please keep this in the original cut. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Sean. How are you? I was just introducing you. (laughs) And joining us live is going to be our friend, Sean Dorsey. Sean, how are you, my friend? Oh, just having a joyful time fighting with Discord. Oh, I was trying to do a video Zoom call with um, our family members. Uh, over the weekend, and for whatever reason, the camera wasn't picking up. Discord wasn't on. Nothing else was on. The webcam wasn't on. I could turn turn OBS on, and the camera would turn on, and then turn OBS off, and the camera would turn off. But for whatever reason, Zoom would not pick it up on it. Fifteen minutes into the call, completely at random, Zoom's like, "Oh, you've got a camera. Let's turn that on right now." I have no idea what changed. I didn't touch any settings. It just turned on. So. Tech in 2021 is still an issue. Um, anyway, I was getting to what we're going to be talking about in the show. Of course, we've got the new box sets. They finally get the official releases of the articles and kind of go over some cool stuff. Some interesting pilots came out of these box sets. Um, so we're going to be covering uh, those and we're doing our favorite part of that show, which is we're going to kind of take a wild guess and see where we think the points are going to lie on those uh, pilots and those cards and the upgrades. So... We'll dive right into Flight Decks. And Sean, you joined in. What have you been doing lately, my friend? <laughs> um, not much. Right into the fire, by the way. That's, I know, a, that, yeah. that, that's how I do this, my friend. <laughs> yep, yep, without any prep. Um, I haven't really done much gaming this week or anything. I did play some games on Wednesday um, with our other another game group. But I've been trying to work through all the stuff to get my new solar system prepped so it can uh, within 30 to 60 days be installed so there's a lot of legwork i have to do prior to that so can i have a moon can i have a moon named after me if you're creating a new solar system (laughs) oh oh, what is the solar panel system there you go (laughs) (laughs) sorry when you said that i'm like i have to tell that joke (laughs) yeah i've been been nerding out on that because i'm getting it with a a tesla power wall too so now you need the tesla to go along with it no, nah, no, I don't. I don't. Not right now. I would no. do that. Actually, if I got one, I'd get the Hyundai Ionic Five. I wouldn't. Get Ooh, a there you go. So, um, but there's just a lot of a lot of paperwork, a lot of prep, a lot of research, a lot of taking pictures, a lot of measuring. So it's just kind of kind of been a full week of full week and a half of that really, and then trying to. You know, of course, figure out financing and stuff. So, yeah, no, I understand. Is that so? Is that going to be like completely supplemental to your standard power system, or is that going to be like an in addition to? So it'll be Nebraska or in where I live, we have net metering. So it'll be kind of an interesting. It'll be a hybrid system where it'll be 
I won't have any of my 60 amp circuits because I don't want to. I don't want to fork out for a second power wall right now. Mm -hmm. They're they're about 20 grand to get installed. So good God. Yeah. Um, but what I'll do is all my 60 amp circuits. So my AC, my dryer and my oven range will not be on the solar. Now, with that said, with the net metering, all the solar I produce that goes back to the net would pay for those things because you get credits. It's a one-for-one one credit system. So, right. so in essence, it is on solar, but it's not on solar. The difference right. is with the battery backup, it actually is a different type of system where the first thing it'll do is charge the battery and run your house. So you'll get, you know, if you're generating, you know, 4,000 4, watts, it's going to do both those things at one time. Of course, power walls have a limit of five five kW, so five thousand watts, either input or output. So it's you know it's one of those things where you're starting to play with Ohm's law and electricity and everything. Mm -hmm. So right now I I'm can make to, my hand in this shape, Sean. Yeah, that's all yeah. I remember. <laughs> but right. uh, current watts. Um, yeah, know. yeah, it's the Ohm's or. Uh, what is it? Watts, ohms. I, I don't. I don't remember it all. I've just been using the online calculators, which are just so much easier than trying to trying to do the math in my head. But um, it's it's interesting because I'm also trying. I'm also going to look at putting two other circuits on the that'll stay permanently on the grid. But the funny thing is, is that when you look at a system like this, so I'll really only use my dryer on the weekend days when I'm producing the maximum amount of credits into solar. I don't really use my oven and range. I use a toaster oven more than anything else because I'm a single guy. <laughs> um, and I have an in induction cooktop surface with induction pans, so I don't need my stove. And in fact, I don't even have the breaker to it on at this point in time. And then AC, my solution for AC is going to be, well, I'm probably not going to run my AC at all. I'm replacing all my ceiling fans with true LED fixtures uh, fans, so I'm not putting in bulbs. And then I'm going to buy a portable AC, which is more than enough of what I would ever need to cool any room in my house um, and just use that as my AC, but I'm not, I don't plan on using it at night other than on the really hottest nights of the year. Right. So ultimately I'll be pretty much a solar house just with some workarounds so that more credit is going back, you know, so I don't have a bill basically. Um, I could do it where everything is off grid, you know, where everything I take it back, not off grid, but it's not being utilized or not use light, utilizing the power grid at all. If I put a second power wall in there, they also have a limiter on those where the startup amps can, you know, can exceed using Ohm's law about 3,500 watts. So you have to be careful with that too, because that also has to factor in everything else you're using and doing. So for me, this is definitely a net gain. It's not a net, I'll call it gain overall, because I'm doing this really to reduce reduce my footprint. I don't really care about the power advantages. Of course, with power outages and things with the battery backup, I'll still have everything uh -huh. know, still that I would need still on the electrical circuits. So 
that's the advantage. And with the power walls, they're 13 kW per hour or 13 kWh walls. So I could run my house for probably five days on that if I really, you know, paid attention to my use and stuff. So like I said, I've been nerding out over this quite a bit. Absolutely. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. It's uh, I'll get the final designs or they won't be the final. They'll be the almost final designs back by Friday. Then I'll get to see everything in blueprint form, which I'll nerd out over that. And then I'll start working with them on the electrical side to see what, if anything, I need to have done prior to installation. So. See, that sounds like an awful lot to work on. <laughs> it is, actually. Luckily, I kind of I don't work with solar at work, but I work with mechanical refrigeration systems and plumbing systems, so I know quite a bit about what's going on. You know, it's just the other thing is I'm not having the panels put on my roof. I'm having them put on a stanchion in my backyard. I was going to ask you about that. The only thing that worries me about that is I'm having to drill into the roof to get them up there. And I'm like, well, aren't you like basically just poking holes in my roof? Yeah, but they seal the whole, you know, there's ways you can do it where you seal them. Okay, so that's what they say, that there are ways you can seal it. I'm still saying that you're still perforating my waterproof seal. Eh, maybe the seal works, maybe the seal doesn't. Yeah, ultimately your roof is, is punctured over a thousand times when they're putting the shingles up. It's just the way they lap the shingles that, you know, keep it from leaking. So No, and I'm not disagreeing. That is correct. I'm just saying they're going right through one of those areas that's supposed to not have a hole. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's one of those situations where you're, you know, six dozen of one, you know, gain, gaining something and losing something, you know, or having a, a possible issue is, you know... It's a give and take, it's a risky take. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I I would ha- I'd love to investigate doing it in the Western PA area. The only thing that I would be concerned with is like snow, like covering over the panels. Sorry, say that again. Sorry, my brother was calling. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the only thing I would be concerned with is, would be like snow on the panels. So let's let's look at this realistically. Number one, what do panels do? They generate electricity, right? Mm-hmm. What is electricity? It's a form of heat, right? Mm-hmm. So when if you have your panels south facing, west facing, on a north now, not the snow people have been getting lately. That's kind of outrageous. But you can also buy like a roof scraper for solar. You know, for solar panels where you can knock all the snow down. It just you have to go out there and do it. It's one of the reasons why I want them on the ground and not on my roof. Number one, I'll generate more solar because I have a small roof, so it's not gonna not gonna work as well um, for solar on the roof. So having them on the ground, you know, it's literally just me walking out there and removing snow. Yeah, brushing them off. Yep, exactly. Hmm. That was awesome. So yeah, so, I can imagine that taking up a ton of your time. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, because you have to do working full time during the week. You can't really work on it. So you're spending most of your time at night trying to take care of it all. So, yeah. All right, Chris, I'll kick it over to you then. What have you been doing lately? I have been avoiding doing anything with you guys for a week, apparently. Apparently, yeah. This is, I've, I've got to find the, this is not Ed's fault meme to start putting into our, because we didn't play D&D this week. Now, admittedly, I do need I need to put this out rather right now. Alan absolutely offered to play a game of Xing with me that night, and 
The problem that I had is the instant that I told my wife that, hey, we're not playing <laughs> D&D tonight, that spot got filled with, oh, well, we should watch a show together. So I couldn't exactly say no to that. So I do want to give a shout out to Alan and say, I'm sorry. Um, I probably could have reached out during the middle of the week, too. You know what? Fuck him. Oh, but I like Alan. <laughs> Screw Alan and his anyone but Chris mentality. Oh, we could get to that. <laughs> I was going to save that for mine, but if you want to get into it now, you can. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, we can like, save it for you. So I will just weave that little teaser in there. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, he wasn't the only one that was anybody but Chris. <laughs> oh, no. I, I did tell him at some point. Um, you should probably find out who Ed is because there's probably a coalition of anyone but Chris. And if there isn't, Ed will be on board. <laughs> well, now we've talked enough about it. You might as well get into it. Like, it's not a uh, teaser uh, anymore. It's not a teaser yeah, anymore. You've got nothing for your flight deck, so I've actually got stuff. So I'll... All right, well, you go ahead and do yours, and we'll get back to that. Yeah, so Jill uh, worked um, Monday night and Tuesday night doing overtime. So by the time it got right, just exhausted all week, it's been one of those like fortnights because we had uh, tax returns coming up, which I finished today. Yay. And I was like, we've been worried about how much we were going to have to pay back from our um, Trudeau books for our um, COVID recovery, our Canadian relief payments and stuff like that. I've, not, I've got my taxes out. I've not heard, but I'm really damn curious if it was a smart decision or not to hold on to that money. Yeah, so um, I finished it today. It's actually not that bad with uh, childcare payments and everything. Paying out that, it brought the amount down. So I think I get a rebate of $18 this year. Woo! So I don't have to give any of it back. It's the main thing. So that's a win. Because I'd set aside like two grand I budgeted in my head as like worst case scenario. So that can just get paid off a credit card now instead and mm-hmm. be all happy. Or, um, or you can build a new computer. I have a good computer. <laughs> but you could have it's another. <laughs> I have one over, over there right now, uh, which is burning through my uh, 3060 Ti doing some some crypto mining because I'm determined to like, ruin it for everybody else because as soon as I start doing something it just turns <laughs> to shit so I am going to burst a crypto bubble single handedly folks which, I one decide, you, which, which one are you mining? I just, I just put a nice hash on because I was like you know what if I get 50 bucks I, I might not, for effectively doing nothing I'm happy yeah, just letting, so, letting just having it sit there and turned on to the network. That's legitimately all it is. Yeah, um, and we, well, I've taken out sixty dollars, which should pay for a month's worth of electricity. So I'm already winning. Woo! Yeah, um, I'm like, I had a quick. I was like, yeah. I still don't believe in Bitcoin. I think it's made up. And I, I, I you're you and me both, right there. I'm but, like, I, I totally get that there is a market. I understand that it's a real thing. I still don't understand. I mean, conceptually, I, I get the idea. Yeah, technically, all money is the exact same thing. It's only worth something because we say it's worth something. But there's something more legitimate about a government that's printing out currency <laughs> as opposed to algorithms on a computer. I, so 
I somewhat. I've been wrong for a decade at this point because it's been a while, long round for a while. Oh yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, as someone who's paid money for skins in a video game, right? Like, I I cannot believe in crypto as much as they like, but I'm also not going to turn down free money. So right. no, I agree. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I fully expect the market to crash and everything, but um, I chatted with Jill about it, so I will test it out. So I'm like, it's going to be a pain in the ass to convert it from um, nice hash into Bitcoin, then convert it from Bitcoin into PayPal and PayPal into a bank account. It's going to be like fees and then fees and then fees. And I'm sure there's like, people probably message to say I'm being a moron, there's better ways to do it. But I'm like, if it, if we do it until we've got enough to withdraw and see if it works, then do it again and just whatever money comes in, I'll just throw it onto a credit card and pay down debt. Seems and then, easy. And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to build one of those rigs that has like 12, 30, 80s, all grinding out uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, if you're going to do it, man, you've got a 30, 90 it up, haven't you? Yeah, well, good luck finding those. <laughs> What I might do is uh, just buy the, all of the 3060s, even though they've like halved the um, the mining rate on them to make them terrible mining cards, just so that gamers can't have them. <laughs> That's okay. I've seen some of the early reviews of that card. It's not super impressive. I mean, but that's what it's supposed to be. Like yeah. all the 60 series <laughs> videos most are like, have. yeah, they're the <laughs> budget graphics cards i mean they're built because you have to understand where those where those come from that's basically the leftover silicon that wasn't good enough to be a 3080 a 3090 or a 3070 it's that's what's left yeah oh it's good um so yeah i I did that i i I didn't it's not really something to talk about because i've got no idea about i've done zero real research i don't want to because i don't want to get into it if it gets some free money, I'll take it. If, if it if it pays for itself, it's fine. I, I, the the card I've set to run pretty cool anyway, so it's not going to burn out the card or anything. So, and it, you know what I mean. I'm not overly concerned about it one way or the other. What's going to happen though is you're going to make money, and you're going to make enough money to be like, you know, one card does this. But two cards does twice this, and four cards does four times it. this. And I, you're you're looking at a hundred days to pay for the graphics card if you buy a graphics card to mine on it, right? And a hundred days is a long time for the market to bottom out or ride to the moon. If a market bottoms out, you don't pay for a card, and then you've got to go through a rigmarole of selling it. And I'd have to, I'd have to buy the card on credit, which is just more, like, if I had the money lying around, yeah, one hundred percent. But to buy, I'd have to put it on credit because I'm a, a pauper and you know a moron. <laughs> so it's just no point. Uh, if if it, if crypto goes to a moon, I'm already doing some. So yeah, I wouldn't have made as much, but I also made some. You made some. You made some. Yeah. I told you I had friends. God, I want to say ten years ago. They were getting into the ground floor whenever Bitcoin was just starting. And they were all like, dude, you just need to build a mining rig. It's going to be the next big thing. And I wish I had done it, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, because I had the same philosophical conversation that we just had where I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I yeah. don't get how it's worth anything <laughs> at all. Oh, I don't. All these people could use it to do these things with. Yeah. Yeah, they could. 
Yeah, they could, but who's doing that? And of course, now you know that it is kind of. It, it, I still think at some point in time, like it, I think the the major governments around the world legitimately are just waiting for it to get to a point where, like, all right, this is getting out of control. We're going to shut this shit down. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so that's enough mining talk because we're not a mining cast. That I, I <laughs> and there no are much more qualified people out there to talk about it than I say. Like I have zero knowledge of the situation to be able to feel comfortable talking about it right. properly. To, to any level of expertise. I agree completely. Yeah. All I know no. is that the bastards are taking all the good graphics cards. And if it hadn't been for a kind soul in Calgary that just walked into a store and found one sitting on a shelf, I would, I'd still be looking for one. Yeah, I mean, did, I'll give the same advice. You buy one for yourself, Chris. <laughs> I've got thirty seventy already. I'm still waiting for my thirty eighty Strix to arrive, but now I'm like, now that I've got the thirty seventy and I've had it for however long, I'm like, you know what? I probably don't want to spend that money on a graphics card. When it turns up, I might just say I don't want it. I don't know. Well, yeah. so. You're taking it a completely different opposite direction, I would see. What I would do is, especially if you're going to pay MSRP for it, is I would buy it and then flip it. Um, I should. I agree. But I just can't. (laughs) It's got that dirty scalper feel. The thing is, I don't even disagree in principle with people doing that. If the market will sustain people paying that amount of money then why why should the big guy make all the money? The little guy can make some as well, you know? I I have no inherent dislike. Sorry. I don't like it, but I don't disagree with it. You know what I mean? Nobody does. It doesn't bother me. I don't always sleep over it. So one thing thing about the video cards that bothers me in essence is that when you're getting into the 30, you know, 70, 80, 90 part of the world of video cards, you know, unless you're a really high-end-ass gamer and gaming in 4K, are you really getting... And, and I understand streaming's a different, you know, editing and streaming are different things. But, it's the only reason why I wanted it. But at the same time, it's like, if you're a gamer, what's the point? You could literally right now run a 2070, 2080 Ti and... You know, with the exception of a couple games, you're in. You could have full ray tracing on, and uh, the point for me, yeah. Sean, is equivalent performance. It should be cheaper to get a thirty series card than a twenty I, series card I agree. because the MSRP was cheaper. Mm-hmm. But this, like, the thing where it gets weird is that you're paying thirty ninety prices for like thirty eighties if you get it from a Scott like. Okay, I've seen 3070s touching upon like 3090 prices. I saw, I, I've been keeping an eye on the market. I saw three mm. sell on eBay this past week for $950. The Obviously, I've got the Gigabyte yeah. one, but I've seen the EVA ones. Same freaking card that's got three fans. It's basically all it is. I mean, for all yeah. intents and purposes, it's the exact same card sell for $950, two of them. Yeah. And I. Uh, that's three times oh it's almost double i'm sorry the msrp on what that card was supposed to be it's supposed to be a 500 hundred dollar card and i know. was i like I, that's why whenever you said well you know the card's 600 dollars in u.s it's not 500 are you kind of okay i'm like yes yes because we've got tariffs coming in and then boom 
all the other uh, partners from NVIDIA said, yeah, we're just going to release these cards again, but now they're going to be at higher prices and they're going to blame things like the tariffs and the shortage on DDR6 uh, RAM and call it a day. So now that what a card that was $500 is now MSRP for $650 is now selling for $950, almost $1,000 on eBay. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, the card yeah. that I have, I have a 20, MSI 2070 Super. Yeah, and that's still a good card. Yeah. Well, and it's actually, you know, one of the higher used cards right now. And next to the 2080 Ti and the, the 1060, which the 1060 yeah. is the most used card on Steam, which is interesting. Yeah, before the, th- the 30 series, the 2070 Super was the best bang for your buck you could get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was very close to upgrading uh, last year because I was still running a 1070. And... It, well, the only reason I upgraded was to for the video editing stuff, which this obviously my pivot this year of not doing any video content until I've caught up on all the painting and all of my other stuff is up to date. Kind Good of job. makes a mockery of that, but hey, you know it is what it is. Right, and that's why I'm back and forth on well, do I need the thirty eighty? Because I have a perfectly usable system now. It's like three times quicker at rendering than it previously <laughs> was. <laughs> For and again, I, I recognize this is lack of focus tech talk, but oh god, if you are happen to be fortunate enough to be able to pick up one of these thirty series Nvidia cards, I've not done the uh, AMD side, so I, don't, I can't speak from experience there. I can speak from experience on the RTX seri- th- uh, thirty series side. Holy crap! <laughs> So much faster. I'm doing hour-long Let's Plays on my YouTube channel. It takes 20 minutes to render that video. That's ludicrous. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, what else have I done? So I finished painting the Star Wars Legion army. For some guy. Um, they look good, too. Quite, yeah, um, he's one of our local X-Wing players. He got me my Paul Coon, so I said I'm painting this army, and it's finally done. Uh, so oh, I'm going to drop it tomorrow. The- I thought those were Sean's. I misinterpreted that when you posted them. Oh, no. I thought those. Were, I thought those were the one you're painting for Sean. I'm like, oh, those do look good. No, no. Um, I've not said Sean's Rebels for Legion. Um, I have assembled. I finished the last model today. All of Sean's Cyberpunk Red miniatures. Um, so all built. I sprayed all of like the gang members today. Um, so they're all undercoated, ready for painting. Um, then so it's like six gang members, six police officers and maybe nine or 12 um, like rando miniatures. So they'll get done over the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I've finished. Did I talk about the table I made for the Elder Scrolls on the last episode? No. Or did I just post that in, uh, in the it in Discord, which looked really good, by the way, but I don't think you talked about it on show. Yes, I've been, I spent some time doing a lot of terrain, which was good fun. Um, yeah, I think in fact, yeah, because we re- would have recorded on the 11th, and my birthday was the 13th, which I spent that weekend doing all the painting. So, yeah, I, my birthday weekend, I w- w- stopped painting commission stuff, I didn't do any work. I just, oh, I'm such a bad a project person. for I myself. Mentioned, I should have mentioned it at the beginning. You had a birthday in the past week. weeks ago, right? Here's Bob. Yes, we're officially on the show. <laughs> um, and what else? I did, did that. So, can I get the camera high Would enough? that be the UK version, or would that be... Yeah. The- oh, oh, there we go. It's back. Hi, Don't Craig. Don't lie to a Craig, you son of a bitch. 
Hi, Craig. I need to download the last one that you screwed me over. Okay, I'm going to download that now and make sure we've got something. Yeah, that seems to work. So, yeah, so you can follow you me on wanna, Instagram. Do you want to follow Instagram. Carol Obiesting just in case he decides to shit the bed again and we don't notice? I'm not. Abe, I get an audio cue. Okay. Oh, I'm all good, man. I'm fully prepared. To, audio uh, set up. So, yes, follow yeah. Chris on Instagram and maybe I'll have Did to I do say Chris. That, I will do so, it live for you right now. <laughs> what I've, been, I've been doing my best to make sure that I'm an absolute dick with my Instagram. It's a thing for me. So I do it. I As long as more people follow me than I follow, I'm happy. I'm winning. That's my, As long as more people follow me than I have followers. But I am behind on my post count. I've got less followers than I have posts. So I don't feel I'm fully winning yet. You guys need to help me feel a winner. And follow uh, me on Instagram. Work, I'm working on it right now. But you get to see all of the posts as well from, from all of my cooking. Ooh. Yeah. So I post a lot of them in, our, uh, in the Dice Hit Discord as well. Yeah, I was going to say, that's right. Hey, I'm just catching up with this. I finally used for um, Discord and Reddit this week. This week alone. It's the first I can actually say that I found something useful to do on those two platforms. But I'll get to that later. Um, but I did pick up. Got a D and D cook being cooking thing of a D and D cookbook. Uh-oh. I made some orc bacon. I made some, some hand pie. What would be called a pass. Apparently, that's something different, America, which I don't understand. <laughs> I was going to say it, but yes, it I is. I want to start up. recording. There we go. There we go. All right. Then I'm still so, getting back in because fuck you, making Ernie's keep. How dare the free software not work? You know what this reminds me? This reminds me back in the day whenever we were doing the show and I was recording everything off of Skype. And we had that piece of crap software that we was recording that sometimes would work. And then when it would go to render, would fail. And then I have to send everyone a message and go, hey, guys, you know that three-hour show we just recorded? Yeah, it's all gone. We got to do it again on Friday. Yeah. And I wanted to cry. That's great. Going to join. What, and the so, second show was never, ever as good as the first one. It never. never is. No, it's back. Look at that. Oh, no, it's gone again. You fucking dick. <laughs> it was never as good as the first show. Right. Where, how do I change this? Server setting. Let's do it. Let's change again. We're, We're going to say, go thank back you to West us. Coast. Okay. This will probably disconnect us for a second. Oh, that was quick. We good? Was good? That was a, just a second. Oh, Craig, you can do it. Or is all the West Coast is fucking trying to record now? Jesus. Okay, fuck him. He can die in a fire. <laughs> um, Audacity, you can download as well. Fine. Cool. Okay. I, I don't even know. I'll edit all of this together somehow. Um, no, cobble oh, it all together. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Welcome back. You piece of shit. <laughs> no time like the present. Oh. All right. So, Chris. So, I made hand pies. Right, with a D&D cookbook, which I would call a pasty, which and that is apparently not... is something else in America. Yes, you so... Ed, explaining what a different word is, but apparently it's so pronounced somewhat similar or spelled the same. Well, it's spelled the same. It is spelled the same. It is a pasty, and it is a adhesive circular object that is placed over the nipples of a woman for multiple reasons. Some of it so that they don't show through their bra. Oh, is this Others, some like strip club kind of thing? Yep. Others, so, whenever you go to strip clubs that are not allowed to show all nude dancers, they just have them put 
pasties on. So when you posted that and, <laughs> and everyone was like, that's a pasty? <laughs> like, it was hysterical. Yeah, what no, it is, it's one of those weird words, like where it means something different to you than it does to me. Like my wife's currently watching this the show on Netflix called The Midwives, which is all filmed. Uh, it's all in the UK, and they will use words that I know what they mean in our English, not color with the U. It's like I know what it means to us. It means something very different to them. This is one of those words. Apparently, it is. I did not know this. It's not even pronounced. Pasty. It's a pasty. Like you paste no, it on your. But it, no, it's a pasty. I, I know. Uh, I know in you're the, pronouncing in the it. It all depends on what and fastest you put on the correct syllable. I get it. It's the same <laughs> spelling. It does all depends on what emphasis you put on the syllables. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> God, I, I love fucking it. hate you all so much. All <laughs> the like, time. My point being is when you posted pictures of pasties, I was like, ooh, what is this going to be? I had so- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I gathered relatively quickly when someone said that it's something different over here, that it was probably a sex thing. Yes. Yes. Because well, you're all fucking right, so reprobates. Not necessarily some... Oh, God. I don't believe I'm actually... If this offends anyone, I do apologize for the, I don't know, 0.01 female listeners that we may ever have. It's not necessarily a sex thing in the fact that there are some women who genuinely have a problem that no matter what they do with their bras, their nipples still show through. And My nipples show through that. everything. Well, I would expect that because <laughs> my nipples are erect all the time. It's because I just have tiny nipples. They just poke through. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Cut glass, man. Cutting glass. Cutting glass. Uh, I'm relatively certain that's probably not a North American saying. Oh. <laughs> so there, now we <laughs> There, you've gained one more follower on Instagram. Chris. I saw it. But you, you can follow me on all my painting goes on the... It's it split between, like, hobby stuff and, like, cooking stuff. But it, I, I post on there quite a lot. I, I use it more than I use Facebook for, like, what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it's good. I actually enjoy it. Um, so, this was talking about... Before Craig fucked us, this was talking about... Um, <laughs> I don't know how much that's going to end up in Restoring like, Heroclare, like, all of it, all of it. I'm going to painstakingly edit it all together with the two different recordings from Craig. Um, but yeah, so... On a, sh- on a short week, no less. Yeah. I glued all of the corners of my HeroQuest boxes, and I got that like brown paste tape and reinforced all of the corners. I ironed the boxes flat. Ooh! Um, yeah, I did, did lots. I've got... I ordered like I three or four different bits. I wouldn't have thought to do that to to straighten out a box like that. Because like I've got one of my like my original. I have two because I ended up buying another one of the uh, the red box D and D sets that kind of got squished in because you used to always like stick that in your backpack and it all like that's the one that I grew up with and I still have it. But I wanted one that was in good condition and I went and bought a new one that was still in cellophane. Um, but I'd love to be able to straighten mine out. I didn't think to put an iron to it. Obviously, you need like a tea towel or some what I, I don't know. You even call them tea towel. I don't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> like, words are wary of what... I don't know. A that's tea, that's probably a sick job for uh, too. That's some kind of nipple clamps. I don't know. <laughs> God, it's, it's a towel See, you use in your a, kitchen. That 
that would have been a video I would have watched too. Is you actually ironing out your your box? I would have watched that just to see how to restore something. So like that. a few, it's one of a few pictures I posted that had comments about people saying, "Oh, make sure you post your tips and stuff." So, well, I've got no idea what I'm doing, but um, okay. So I did it the worked, first one. Obviously, I've got the second. I've got my US copy to uh, try with, so I'm going to do like stage by stage pictures of that because I would make a video ad, but I'm not caught up on my painting yet. So I no, can't. That's true. It's unfortunate, but true. I can't just go back on what I said. All of these yeah. articles came out this week, and I was like, oh, I could probably make some videos. I was like, nope. But no, that's no, very hobby-oriented. Because, I mean, the, did it, first of all, did it work? How, what, were you happy with the results and how that came out? Yeah. yeah. It now sits on my shelf compared to being under the bed. <laughs> uh, they, it was without exaggeration probably like three or four millimeters of dust on the box when i took it from under a bed oh, wow so it's just been sat under there for effectively five years when you said you restored your hero quest box what i thought you were going to tell me it was a story of repairing broken miniatures making sure all the miniatures that were supposed to be there were actually in there all the pieces were in there that's what i thought you were going to say i didn't realize you were actually i, I did that the-, the previous week when i was talking about how i got the two sets Mm-hmm. I, that's and then realize there were two doing. separate sets. Yeah. So my UK set is perfect. All of the miniatures are correct. It's got all of the little bars that connect in between the furniture are still there and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. Now you have uh, to play the right now you have to play the right version, which is the US version. Is it? Is it? <laughs> hey, when they re-released the game, which version did they re-release? I'm just saying. Uh, did they do it? the US version because it was launched and shipped from the US to well, a primarily US audience. Why did you get a... You, uh, I still don't understand that, but alright. I've got to get off that. Like, <laughs> when we meet, we, I want to play the UK version because I want to know how different it is. But we will. I'm just saying when we have you know, Lack of Focus Con at the FFG Center on yeah. Not World's Day because <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's not there anymore. I can't wait to actually be able to play something in person. Oh, God, I know. Um, okay, yeah, I, think, I suppose that's my flight deck. I hogged enough. <laughs> well, good, because mine's really, really short. I will get to the main, my main thing. Um, the only other thing mostly I've been getting, uh, I've been diving into uh, Alien RPG quite a bit. I'm going through my reread. Uh when the game first came out, I backed it very, very early. I bought it under the pre-release, which means I got this really cool special edition, beautiful covered book that I'm afraid to open because I don't want to be sitting on the couch and have the dogs knock a drink over on it or something like that. So I mostly read it on my on my iPad. And I don't know, like, I get that I'm a tech guy. I've been in the tech industry for 20 years. God, that's so weird to say. Um, reading books... On a device like that, for some reason, it's not the same to me. I don't get as much enjoyment out of it. I, I definitely, it's like the 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 e-readers are more like a necessity as opposed to enjoyment. So if I want to read for enjoyment, like I want to read that book, I prefer something tactile. I want to be able to turn pages and go back and flip back and forth. It's not nearly yeah. as easy on an electronic version. So I went out and bought another copy of the rule book so that I had a reading copy <laughs> and that I have my copy on the shelf. Um, and then I... I've gone hog wild on this game the last couple of weeks. I joined the Alien RPG Discord. I've been trying to get into um, find someone to run some of the modules because ultimately in the end, I want to run modules for our gaming group. Um, but 
I don't want to fall into that category of I'm going to have a module ruined for me because I have to GM it and never play it and then never get that first time experience of ever playing it. Like whenever I was um, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, Living Greyhawk, and I was doing conventions every other weekend and DMing for those, I would often have modules spoiled for me because I had to run them. Like, hey, Ed, you're going to run XYZ module. You're going to run that eight times over the weekend. Well, I've never played it before. So if I haven't gotten the opportunity to play it, now I know all the secrets. Now, if there's just, it's just, (laughs) it's like having a movie spoiled for you. It's the exact same thing. So like, I want to have the ability to be able to play in those games and find all the stuff out as from the player's perspective first, before I run them for our group. Um, So I've met a whole bunch of cool, great people uh, (laughs) who hopefully, that's okay. Bless you. I'll edit that bit out. (laughs) <laughs> well i didn't actually hear the sneeze so if you were going for the mute button you made it there uh the mute the button's s- still pressed but it just doesn't do anything but it might have like edited out because of uh nvidia broadcast oh good there good look at that my point being is so i've been spending an awful lot of time rereading the alien rulebook uh i'm going to try to jump into a game a couple of sessions for the first module or two starting next week um just to get all the experience ready so that I am ready for our gaming group whenever we have a, a palette cleanse. I don't know what direction we're going to go, whichever way the group decides to go. If we want to do Star Wars for Sean, which I'm also on board for, uh, if or if we want to do like a two or three session of Alien. I, I, I just want to be prepared and I want to have it played. So I've been spending a lot of time uh, doing that. And then there's this other thing. <laughs> We've been playing a game of Neptune's Pride over the last couple of weeks. I won my first game almost in the best way that an American can win anything, which is by default. <laughs> so we had how many players? We had eight players in this game? Yeah. So, so I've what, made... what did it last like six days? Oh, it God, was pretty but... quick. Um, I, could, I, can, I can work. This it was story. a smaller game, though. We only had I, 100. But... Yeah, I did it as you only need a third of the stars to win, whereas in a norm we do 50%. If it had been so... 50%, that wouldn't have won that game. They're just oh, no, I would have fucking destroyed you. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing. But anyway, so while you're looking up the, the logistics on it, I think it lasted for about a week. It feels like it was a week. <laughs> I've made the argument every time that we play that game. I feel like every time I play that game, I'm in the middle of the galaxy and I always lose because I'm battling three different people at minimum at all times to try to keep my borders. So this game, I ended up in the far north. Two weeks, Sean. It's out on the 11th. I think we finished on. Uh, it ran for two weeks. Wow. It right felt there. quick. It, it felt yeah, like I mean, a lot. Your, your messaging, though, only seemed like a couple days worth of play, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I didn't know who. Ed was for a while, and yeah, I, I just swept everything pretty pretty quiet, you know, Puppet Master from the background, it's fine. Well, so everybody else went with aliases, Chris did not. So everybody knew who Chris was. I think this game may have gone differently if Chris had it aliased himself, as opposed to advertising with big flashing red lights, yeah, I'm Chris and nobody wants me to win, so everyone please fight me. Uh, which is exactly what he did, by the way. But anyway, so I got good position in this game. I was in the upper northern corner, and I had two players that I was touching. One was a player that started the game, and then if you're inactive for so, two days... No, 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 the game ended. I, it was Dave, my friend from the UK, who joined, who's been, been in the painting hangouts with us um, a couple of times. We're watching Sean watch your one. Yeah. Um, but I assume, because that would have been his first time ever trying to play, 
So I assume the email went to his spam folder and then he just didn't know. Ah, uh, okay. So that explains it. So what, well, because what Chris has done in the past is in order to get games to fire, he has created people before that join the game and then don't do anything. So I got that player beside me and the computer was so super easy. Normally to what I do, if I'm going to do that, I'll actually play like, the first few days to get them built up so they're not a steam, they don't get steamrolled. But this one did. Yeah. And then the other person that was on my border was who I believe to be Greg. Yeah. And we met very early on and we both said, you know, we had this non-aggression pack in the beginning. I told him I've got more than enough room to expand. I don't need to go that way at this moment. But towards the end, he started building up on my border and I was obviously I had two home worlds. I had all my little routes building and I just started funneling ships, funneling ships. And the I even like I had this sneaky bastard thing where I'm like, okay, so I'm going to make sure I'm going to set all Chris taught me how to get my ships to move. So I'm going to have all these routes so that at two o'clock in the morning, their time, that's when my attacks are going to launch. And by the time Greg wakes up, he's not even going to have enough time to respond. And the minute I did it, he quit the game. The minute I sent ships into his territory, he quit the game. So what that left me was a second player controlled by the computer who decided to lemming his way into my forces. And all I literally had to do was just sit and wait as my, I was one tech level above him on weapons. So when you attack a, a planet, it's one plus whatever their level. So like literally it was just waves crashing against the rocks as all of his ships just slammed into all my planets. And I'm like, I just watched I them all die didn't have the, money up the mess. I didn't have the money left to send him weapons. <laughs> I was so sad because he probably had the money to buy weapons, but I didn't have the money to donate it to him. But yeah. he left, so I couldn't even like message him and say, oh, I'll give you weapons, it's fine. So like, I, uh, legitimately, 12 hours after he left, like a third of his ships were gone because he yeah, suicide, so, suicided I, them in me. I was relatively confident I would have time to win after I actually started playing. And <laughs> then you didn't lose any ships and all of Greg's. Like, I think over half his ships were gone and you not even slowed down. Like, yep. oh, okay, well, maybe this is over. <laughs> and yeah. then it came down to I started talking to Green, which I believe to be a, an yeah, Alan. And I'm like, look, I'm like, I need a route out because I'm going to route red. And I still, so I also had these two pocket stars in my back pocket, which I thought were going to win me the game, to be honest with you. They were two stars that were so far out, but they were so low resources. They weren't really worth me going out and getting them. But my plan was, is towards the end of the game, I was going to go and send a ship to go and get those two. And that would put me over the top, Yeah. which ultimately end is exactly what happened. Um, but I started talking to Green and Green's like, oh, yeah, no, Chris is sending your forces on my side. I, I'm just going to send everything. Just take all my planets. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> and it was the I just don't want Chris to win mentality. <laughs> so I looked at it and I, I, I had Green and Blue were the, like, the last two. And I was like, well... Because well, you routed what, purple, right? That was all you that was... So, Oh, yeah, I did all of that on my own. So what happened was I started off, I was in the bottom left corner, so the opposite side to Ed, but I was hemmed in by real people, and I was trying to not lose a ship from a game. So I just wanted to go through a game and see how I could place and not lose a ship. If I could just play the entire game without losing anything and just be nice to people. So I, I messaged Ed, um, Ed before I knew it was Ed. So I, um, we're all, we're no one near each other. Can you sell me weapons? 
And then I, Which I did. And I was like, I won't sell it to anyone. And I immediately sold it to a computer. Yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, so that, well, the computer always researches weapons first, Dad. You know, that's the, <laughs> the first thing it researches is weapons. And then oh. um, I, I was talking to Purple, and he was like, uh, him and Green were fighting. So Purple gave me the money to buy weapons. So I took the money from Purple and sent weapons to Green and then sent weapons to Purple as well afterwards. After oh. one... Uh, I think I w- waited until it was just about to hit and sent it to him just in time. So, But they were both even rather than Purple being up. But I didn't even like ask Alan or speak to Green. I just sent weapons. And I I, I think I t- titled a message was titled Watergate. And I was like... And I just put a system name. And it's like, that was where I knew Purple was going to attack. So I was just telling him what he needed to defend and giving him weapons. And just, then, just keep him all just keep him off me. Just just keep everyone everyone around me fighting while I because I think I was massively far far ahead on all of the tech. Yep. Um and we were sh- we were sharing tech there for a while, but at one point in time we just stopped talking to each other. Uh, I I was waiting for you to ask me for more tech so I could get money. Cause I I'd spent a lot of my resources buying stuff for other people and like uh, making people happy and i think legitimately one round i couldn't buy like i spent all game with the first the four fleets that i started the game with uh, oh, wow. i was only i went down to three fleets when my one ship because I, I was so it was a, literally the worst planet you could imagine but it was looked like it was in the middle so i'd be able to see because i had like scanning four or five at this point mm-hmm so I can get up there and see what's going on. So I sent a single ship to this uninhabited planet, and Purple was like, oh, you've launched an attack on my world. It's like, oh, I've not. You've not built anything there. You don't have any ships there. I only want to stay there for one tick, like one hour, so I can see where everything is. Yeah, just and like then, I'll, and then I'll leave. And it's like, no, but you're attacking me. All right. But if you want to defend it, I also work this out. You can move your ships from this planet or this planet to get there. You have to pay to get a carrier, but you'll get there before me. So it would cost you 25, but you'll kill my ship because the defender attacks first. So he built a carrier and moved there. So like, are you sure? If you, uh, you've got time to leave. You've got time to leave, and it'll be, uh, it'll be okay, you know? I promise I'm going to leave it. You don't, like, I don't want the planet. I just want to see what's there. And he was like, oh, you can't see anything from there. I was like, no, but my scan is better than yours. Yeah, and and then it, and I was like, I, so I sent a message like three hours left, <laughs> and he just stayed parked there. And I was like, um, yeah, okay, you've you've killed one of my ships there, so I cannot not lose any ships because I lost one. Yeah, so I can't I, was, I can't let that go unanswered. Well, it wasn't. I my goal for the game was to not lose any ships. I'd lost a single ship, so I can't get my goal. So I might as well play properly now. So while Chris was. In the trenches, fighting not one player, not two players, but ultimately in three players, because you were hitting purple, light blue, and then eventually green. I'd never attacked light blue. I, in fact, light blue, um, he, I, I moved. He, I could, I could feel that stuff wasn't sitting correctly because <laughs> no one had lost any ships for a long time, so yeah, no was, one was, was fighting. Greg. Greg never lost a single ship until I went into his area. Yeah. Uh, At so any time. I moved some ships a little bit closer 
And he was like, oh, I, I was enjoying this demilitarized zone. And I was like, look, I'm not going to attack you, but you can walk, like, you can reach my core worlds. And if I don't have these here, you can just roll over me. So I'm going to put them here. I will remove all of the carriers. So I theoretically can't launch anything from there. I'm happy to do that, but I'm having ships in these systems. And then he moved ships to counter, and we but we just like sat there. But then after a couple of days, he pulled a lot of ships out, but funneled them through systems where I could have intercepted as one left, but before the other ones got there. So I could have captured the planets and wiped out his fleets, and he couldn't have stopped me because all his stuff had already launched. <laughs> and I sent him a message. I'm like, oh, oh, oh buddy. <laughs> You're making this real hard. Right. <laughs> if you're playing, I think I said it right. If you're playing, if this is some kind of bait, you are a fucking genius. <laughs> However, I have no intention of attacking you. So I pointed out exactly what I what resources I had to move, where I could have put them, and how I could have absolutely destroyed him. And said, "But I'm not going to do that." And then so like, "Oh, thanks." And then um, yeah, it was good. So I never attacked White Blue throughout the entire game. The only person I attacked was Purple. And then I gave Alan some of his systems that Purple had captured back. I just abandoned them for him to take back. On the proviso that he didn't attack Purple's world, the shitty rock, because I wanted to leave Purple with just the shitty rock. But he started <laughs> the war over. I was going to wipe out the entire civilization and leave him with the one planet that he'd started this war over. Uh, but then as you were getting closer and closer I was like fuck there aren't enough systems here I'm gonna have to fight either green or blue technically blue was the easier of the two targets for me to attack so I was like well if I attack blue green is gonna capitalize on it and attack me so I attacked Alan who was the harder of the two targets but I was confident blue wouldn't get in on the action because I'd been really good to blue so i Sent a lot of stuff for Alan, and I think had the game gone another twenty four hours, I might have been in with a chance to win because I've I'd launched attacks on your worlds as the game yeah. ended, and I had ships that were going to back that up. By the way, I had ships on my way in. The problem yeah, was, like, it, it was that was my exploration fleet of like nine ships or whatever. Like nine uh, it wasn't. Ships, that's all yeah, it was. but I I had more stuff on the way. So if it makes you feel any better, I had enough of Green's world who Alan had abandoned for me to take over. Plus, there were still two more two more worlds that Red still controlled that had almost nothing. So even if you didn't even finish Orange, you absolute loser. I had no need because Alan said he was going to take it. So as part of my agreement with him to be able to keep uh, Orange's home world, I left it, and then he never took it. <laughs> I kept looking at it going, but like, I could just take it. It's just right there. But yeah, the other part of that was like, I didn't want to necessarily reveal where I was in the galaxy to everybody else. So there was that part of me like leaving it there as a buffer. But in any case, I officially won my first Neptune Pride yeah. game after all the games I've played uh, due to, like I said, some very fortuitous uh, positioning and two players, one who never really played the game and then won the first challenge. I made towards their border, gave up. <laughs> so legitimately, I don't know how... I, I, look, I'm happy for the win. I'll take the W. I am an American. But I don't feel like I earned that win. Like, I feel like... like Because if, if 
if Red had put up any level of resistance whatsoever, Chris would have won. Like, if, if Greg would have stuck in there for a day and really fought me for those worlds, I don't... Because he, he had the same number of ships that I did. It would have been hard for me to attack his worlds with him being basically on the same weapons level when I attacked him to get through that. It would have taken time to chew through that. But when he gave up and the computer was like, woo, suicide! I was like, I just need to sit still and let all those plant, all those ships die and then just clean up the mess after, which is what I did. So while I will take the win, I don't feel like I earned the win. <laughs> so now we have to play another one. I know you created another uh, one. There's another one waiting for people to join. So, yep, yep. you know, uh, there's a link in the Discord in Neptune's Pride channel, password Star Wars. You know, get on it, people. Get on it. I, what I want in my mind, in my vision, I, it's listeners. It's listeners of this show, and we don't know anybody. <laughs> and they're all like these Neptune, Neptune's Pride experts, and Chris and I are like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> ah, it's fine. It'll be fun. It'll be good. I enjoyed it. So yeah, all right. That's uh, that's basically my my entire... At least I had something gaming to talk about. Uh, like I said, I really can't wait to play the Alien, uh, Alien RPG. I'm still kind of iffy on the idea, like, so I feel like at best it is played in the cinematic because it basically replicates what an alien movie is. You start off with eight people and maybe one of them survives at the end. It kind of replicates what the movies are. But I'm genuinely interested in campaign play. And the way that they describe campaign play in that is like, so there's an entire world that all of that stuff is happening in that you could play for years in that environment with these vying corporations vying for power these some of these systems are from the united americas and some of them are upp and some of them are independent worlds like you could play an entire sci-fi world in that environment and never once see a xenomorph like you don't it's i recognize that it is the alien rpg and it is kind of the hook for it but there's enough of a rich well-fleshed out um world building that has been done with this that you don't need the alien i think if you're going to hook people in you need it i think because someone sits down to play the alien rpg god damn it they want to see the alien that's what they signed up for when they got there but i genuinely do feel that there is enough meat on the bones of the rest of the world that they have fleshed out to play a completely different sci-fi kind of uh, role-playing game that doesn't need the alien to be sufficient that having been said, I was slightly disappointed to learn that Colonial Marines is going to be pushed back another month. <laughs> um, but I'd rather have it right, and I'd rather have it good whenever it comes out. So, uh, yeah, Freely Games announced that it was supposed to release in March. Obviously, this is non-X-Wing stuff. It was supposed to release in March. Uh, they've pushed the date back uh, one more month. They're having some production issues. They are still in a post-COVID world still, so it is what it is. They intimated on their um, their monthly... Um, AMS. Yeah, the a, that's not really name. It's more like their State of the Union the kind, of thing they want. kind of thing. Yeah, their little stream. They did mention that the there is a possibility that the PDFs might be available uh, in March, and then the physical copies will be shipping in April. So they 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 were kind of hesitant to give the green light that that was going to happen. But nonetheless, uh, Colonial Marines should be fun because there's a whole bunch of campaign work you can do with Colonial Marines that also does not have to necessarily involve uh, the Xenomorph, which could be fun too. So. All right, so we've gone through what, about an hour, hour and 20 minutes of almost no X-Wing talk. Let's get no, into some X-Wing talk. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into some X-Wing talk on this one. So the official articles uh, for all of the expansion sets 
which is going to be uh, from Out of the Flames, Strike Without Mercy, and Desperate and Devious have come out to kind of give us the the rebel, the imperial, and the scum. Uh, not aces boxes, but are kind of aces boxes. Um, where do we want to go with this one first? I think we need to go to Chris's favorite. I think we should absolutely go to From the Flames and kind of talk about the rebel side of this one. Something yeah. you had hoped for, something we talked about in the previous show, is going to be a reality. Ahsoka Tana is going to be a playable A-Wing pilot in X-Wing. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Especially so, because she's better than like we discussed. She could be I five three force really good ability. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so the only you- thing missing from the card from a full on like just give me everything is like the range zero on her ability, so she can't affect herself with it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't seen, if you're listening to this the first time, it's the first time you're hearing what Ahsoka does. I don't know. But in any case, uh, after you fool execute a maneuver, uh, you may choose a friendly ship at range of one to two. As Chris said, this does not include uh, range zero. And spend two uh, force tokens. Uh, that ship may perform an action even while stressed, which is phenomenal. Now, just to keep in mind, we're on the same page. Once you create, once you perform one action, you can never perform the same action again. So even if you have something like this that forces you to be able to allow to do another action, you can't barrel roll in the barrel roll. You can barrel roll in boost. You can barrel roll in focus. Um, but you can't do the, uh, hey, I barrel rolled and then I'm going to barrel roll again. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Uh, even like whether they're stressed or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, it, you got a bit figure though. Like if, if it had been range zero, that would have been broke as hell. I don't care because <laughs> she's I, already in an A wing frame. She's already got vector thrusters. Like my, my playstyle is winning. It. I, I I'm in. Yeah, well, her, Anakin, and what Plunkloon, Obi Wan, maybe all in the same squad. That'll be oof, ooh. Well, you can't have, obviously it's rebel, so you can't have all of those. Oh you, God, you're right. I'm I misspoke. You're right. You can do uh, so. The the way around it is the cheating. You just take Hera as well, because then Ahsoka goes, "Hera, do you want this token?" And she goes, "Yeah. Why? Right, do you want it back?" Sure. <laughs> now, do you prefer Hera in the A wing, or do you prefer Hera in the B wing? Because she is now in both. You've got it at A wing. Right. I like the viewing. Real talk from where you want an I6 Ace, you want double reposition, don't you? But Hera in the B Wing is just brute force. And um, I don't say brute force and ignorance, but just like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. And, um, you know, good luck. So, it, was, if you could put good support around her, she could be really vicious in that role. Well, I think doing an alpha list with Hera in the B-Wing, Wedge in an X-Wing, both with Protons, yep. and then something to probably probably double mod Hera. So you coordinate the focus onto Hera, take the target lock, and then you do, I don't know, focus with Wedge? I don't know, or target lock with Wedge. And then you, I don't know, how do you do it? You shoot with Hera first. And then whichever token you don't spend, you can just hand over to Wedge, mm-hmm. and then he can shoot as well. And yep, yeah, it could be a very, very lethal list. Yeah, yeah especially so. if you're getting any four dice shots in with her, because because yeah. that's her doing work up close. If you can get her in good position, 
Um, having Wedge do what Wedge does, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot you can do with her. Uh, I also like Vectored Cannons on the RZ1, a standardized card. So if you put it on one A-Wing, all of your A-Wings have to take it. You you obviously need to take the physical card on all of your A-Wings, Ryan, Ryan Farmer. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you physically you, need to put all of them cards on your card. Uh, you can't just say, oh, I've taken this one standardized upgrade, so I'm only going to take one card. Right. No, you've got to have it on all of your ships so that people can see what's on them. Yes. Oh, God. Do you um, want to read what it does? Do you want me to? I can do it. So you gain a mobile arc indicator, and you treat the arc requirement of your primary arc, uh, sorry, your prime, your front arc primary attack as mobile, and then you replace your vectored thrusters ship ability with the following: vectored cannons. During the fist, during the system phase, you may perform a red boost or a red rotate action, and you can rotate your arc only to the front or rear, and then perform oh. a blue maneuver and blow that stress off. Yeah. So it's not as good as the RZ2 because it's system phase, so you Mm -hmm. have to kind of think about what you want to do before your opponent moves. But it's also better because you get the action and no stress because you clear it. Yeah. And obviously you don't have the three boy banks on the RZ1. Big sad. Big sad. Oh, well. So yeah, that looks pretty spicy. Yeah, There's a couple uh, of new ones. Uh, Starbird Slash. Starbird Slash. Exactly where I was going. I, was I can't not... believe this is just A-Wing only, not Rebel A-Wing only. <laughs> it's fucking cheating. Okay, Starbird Slash. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose one enemy ship you moved through. That ship gains one stress token. Then one strain token, Ed. So oh, one strain token, sorry. Reduces their agility st- by one for one attack. Yeah. Then, if that sh- uh, if you're in that ship's firing arc, that gains you gain one strain token. So you just so you just gonna run over ships all over. So, but you do it on the, as I said, the resistance A-wing where you can do it and then you can rotate your arc after you move. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to fly over you now. Could you hold this strain for me? Don't worry. You'll lose it in a second. I'm going to rotate my arc to a rear. And then oh. blast you at one less agility. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're a B-wing? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm a fan. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty spicy. And you're right, it is not restricted to um to, Rebels. To it's, uh, any A Wing can take it. Good. I'm a huge fan. So um, one of the other things that came out, we're gonna talk about this when we talk about our points, but I do want to touch on this one again. It's the uh the B6 Blade Wing prototype. Uh Chris and I had a nice off the off the air discussion. I was like, huh. Is that what the B and B wing stands for? And he reminded me what the original uh, canonical reasons why the A B and the B wing were called A's and B's because they were production at the same time. But so anyway, that's the new canonical. I guess it's the new Disney canon on why the B is the B wing is because it's the blade wing. But this one adds the uh, the gunner slot to the B wing. Yeah, not as good as it used to be the gunner slot, but I'm sure there's some spicy rebel cards you can take. Yeah, because they talk about what the the weapon systems officer in there. Yeah, well, um, B wing, give it a stupid title, and then a gunner. You take best on, you know, be like, oh no, that's only at your bonus, your mobile arc, so he doesn't work. Ezra gives you a force. 
Like you can't do anything else with it because that's mobile arc as well. And mm-hmm. mobile arc only. Luke, mobile arc only, but gives you a force. Um, Sabine gonna, after you perform a special attack. Yeah, so Proton, yeah, just go all in on that fucking alpha strike and just <laughs> put Sabine on there. Uh, suppressive gunner's okay. While you perform attack, you may send one focus result. If you do, you defend against one depleted token, unless it suffers a damage. Um, weapon systems officer is probably garbage. For... Yeah, that's why I was like, mm, that's an, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know. Uh, yeah, gunner slot. Oh no, there's no good gunners. Uh... Well, I'm sure there's still a design space for that one. Oh, Something else that came out of these articles which was really interesting there's a new little symbol on the other blade wing prototype title uh this one is specifically for rebels what is that symbol chris what is that that's the epic play one so it's not i believe there are cards in epic already in the epic um the epic battles pack i think it's called i can't remember which box it is now so it's not a new symbol per se, but it's like we don't really talk about them in articles before, but now like we're going on about it quite a lot. So happy to see. Yeah, it seems like it's almost like years of me saying, for the love of God, FFG, please push Epic because it's a really good game and it just needs a little bit more support. Towards the end of their reign, they start pushing out a little bit more. Hey, uh, we're releasing no, about AMG did it. We've got to give them all the credit. Thanks, AMG. Mm, no. Now, even AMG said themselves in their own thing that this is there's two years worth of FFG work still there. <laughs> oh no. dear! So I'm still going to credit Alex Davy and the boys on this one. Well, it looks like it was um, the other Frank Brooks, not the oh, Frank Brooks, not the uh, Franks, uh, the other Frank Brooks. Bro- no, My Brooks, point is, that- uh, Brooks with uh, I'm so horrible now. Uh, Brooks Fulia Levitt, is it? I don't know, double-barreled with lots of bells and consonants. I'm like, really, I'm so sorry. He did so, Rune Wars been, as well, so, you know, I was happy. Until I have been saying this since they mumble, released... Mumble. I've been saying this since they released the Rebel Transport. Like, now that you have got Epic as a part of the game, they really should push it. And I've always felt that they used Epic as a vehicle to say, hey, here's something cool we put out. We don't really, it always equated to, and I, I, I hate drawing the, the same comparison as I always do to the um, Warhammer 40k universe. These always felt like your Titans. Like they're going to sit on a shelf. Um, you paid a lot of money for them. They're going to sit on a shelf and they're going to look pretty in a display case. And maybe once a year, you're going to pull them out and actually roll dice with them. Well, that's not what I spent $100 on a CR90 for, $100 on the uh, the Imperial one. Damn it, I want to put that the ship Imperial on the Raider. field. Yeah. The Raider, thank you, I was drawing a blank. I want to put it on the field and I actually want to play it, but FFG at no point in time during their tenure really ever pushed Epic. Like, they did have an Epic event at Worlds, but it was always like this little side event. Like, oh, you didn't make it the cut, so why don't you come over and join on the Epic side of it? Um, Epic was a genuinely broken format like there were genuinely broken uh combos that were in that game that were never addressed we never saw any outside of hey here's a ship that everyone's got a big one and a little one for epic for both the rebels imperials and scum to the best of my knowledge like that's all the further it ever went like there were never any aces packs or there was never any rebalancing packs for anything like that it was just always this thing that just kind of sat in the background it was like a a side project for ffg i I think I think that 
you hit it there. It is it a, it was a side project and it was probably abandoned as far as, right. Con- when not- you know, it, cause I remember back when they were announcing Epic and they were saying that it was a new way to play the game. That, that was their platform that I remember that they and were. And that's why I was so excited for it. But the problem is, is that they gave you two ships each yet one of the ships the Rebels got was just nothing. You know, it was a support ship, 100%. No guns. No guns, garbage. Cool looking, great model. I have five of them, actually. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got two, Sean, but we're only about this big. Yeah, yeah. well, if you want a big one, I can send you one. <laughs> if, you're, if you want to. I uh, got rid of all of my Epic ships and I have not looked back. I, I could start you back up on the you know plastic. But mine looks so good on the shelf back there. The I agree, there. but then I put some Blood Ball and some Elder Scrolls and some Cog mm. Cthulhu. How do you spell? How do you pronounce Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Good, good. Okay, you you two can still be my friend then. Just make. Sure. <laughs> Wait, there's another way to pronounce that word. Cthulhu. No, no, no. But, like, it always bothered like, – and then Armada came out. And not that I'm not bashing on Armada, because I played Armada and I liked Armada. I just never had the, the player base that I really wanted to. I think it's gotten to be a little bit bigger since. But then Armada came out and I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I want to play fleet combat where I'm playing with capital ships, I want to play Armada because the CR-90s, this big, and it's really fast, and it goes around the board, woo, 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 like that. And then I can play with an Imperial Star Destroyer, because that's the first, as soon as they released the, the Rebel Transport, when are we going to see an Imperial Star Destroyer next week? Never, because it's too damn big. Well, the, I think the problem that they had with Armada, like they do with all their other games, is nothing came out with it. You yes. have starters, so you'd buy two starters, so you have two of these weird-looking Star Destroyer things, and then you have the ships that you knew about, the blockade runner and the, the medical frigate. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, I think that that thing would kick these two ships ass. So every tournament I ran, which we ran through Armada so quickly because of the stupid ramming rules. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the, the, oh, take, the, um, fleets, the rebel fleets in the beginning would just ram and win games because they had more ships. That, that's how they would do it. Just take a bunch of CR-90s and just slam them into them. Slam them into them. Yep. That's such a great tactic, too. That Well, whenever they, when you finally got the... Um, yeah, if you don't care you, about people's lives. <laughs> you, when the, so, add an Admiral the, Holder war crimes. Just saying. Well, they're dead, so it's hard to... Yeah, like they're, they're, they're dead. But whenever the ISD finally came out, they did the the, the Mon Calamari cruiser on the rebel side of it. And then you got things like the Akbar swirl. Where you can just swirl around ships and just kind of broadside them as you went around, that kind of stuff. Then it started to get a little bit more tactical. But you're right. The first couple of games I remember playing, I was running, what, five of those little Star Destroyers? And that, that becomes the problem because you're putting the Star Destroyer out like three, what, three, four years into the game life. That's where you start, you know. If you're going to play a game or have a game, you start with the big capital ships and then move down to the cruisers. I'm not disagreeing. Like, because you you were getting, like, the Gladiator-class stuff. Like, they were putting, like, uh, smaller quarters. It's like they built up to it, and then you got the the big-ass Star Destroyer that I I don't understand how people can play with that on the table. It's fun. It's that I I don't I only own rebels for Armada now. I I'm missing 
all of my fighters and Ooh. the um, one pack of GR75 transports. My point being, though, is when Armada came out, it felt like Epic... It, it, Epic already felt... Like it's what you're saying. Afterthought? It did a legion to Rune Wars. It's what you're saying. It's uh, like our murder came out and like legioned up. Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's just a set for our murder for look the droids. This separatist alliance of the right. Confederation of Independent Systems. Yeah. And I, 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 I loved the fighter rules in. Armada. I loved oh, how yeah. you get sticky sticky fighters that would just follow capital ships around. Oh, you ran through me. I'm just gonna stick to the back and keep firing shots off. Like I, I loved the my point was is I've always felt like like you have these cool ships, you had this cool idea, and FFG just never because I could see it like X Wing was the skirmish level. I could see tournaments where you had three CR-90s on the board and a whole bunch of support squadrons. Like, it would have functioned in a similar vein as... You can't do a tournament. How like, you can do game days. You can't do a tournament. I, I've run so, epic tournaments. But, but everyone says that, but, like, 40k tournaments do it all the time. All the time. Same table size, same game length, all the time. Yeah, but it's not the same game length. I was going to say, not the same game and established game. It, I, an epic game compared to a 40k game is at least an hour longer. Oh yeah, and don't get me right, wrong, so, it is physically uh, and mentally draining playing an epic game. I'm not going to lie. That it- when I ran Warhammer and 40k tournaments, I ran three hour rounds and did three round events mm-hmm. to get them done in a day, and that's still, you're talking about an 11 to 12 hour day because the games need to wrap up, when you do the next round, you need to break for lunch, you need to break for dinner. I right, it's a long day for an epic tournaments. I'm running three hour rounds. The but it's actually closer to four and a half. Yeah, because setup. Yeah, setup alone for yeah. and that was well. The other, the other the other thing that like I think made Armada better than Epic was six round limit. Yeah, yeah. Instantaneously made just made it better than Epic. Well, that and the fact that your fighters were on these little wireframes and like, oh, here's a squad of X wings, here's a squad of A wings, right. and they just all move together, and I can just have a hundred X wings and just woo off they go. Yeah. S- significantly better game mechanics for a spaceship battle game, like because you literally just zoomed out and went, okay, I here's. Say, your- I will say the other problem Epic had was at the beginning, so you didn't have to put an Epic chip on the table in the beginning. Of, right, you yeah. just play 300-point games back in those days, exactly. which would be 600 points now in second edition. Yeah, And even whenever you ran the GR9, like, so it all it, it was weird the way they did the release schedule because they did the reset, you had the uh, CR90 and then the GR75 back-to-back, and then you oh, didn't see range. the... So you got, thought, was the GR75 not first? GR75 was first. Yeah, that yeah, was CR90. Oh, yeah, I did say that backwards. I apologize. You're right. Yeah. My point being is the Imperials didn't have an Epic ship for the first, I don't know, what, six months of Epic's uh, lifespan? So it was a whole bunch of fighters against <laughs> two yeah. CR-90s. And it never really functionally felt like I was fighting a capital ship. Uh, I am going to bring up a card from this article that is relevant to uh, what we're trying to do, just to get us back on track. Of course. Because we were going to do a short one so you could do something else tonight for your youtube channel hey that's why i started an hour early because i knew i was gonna start talking about epic Uh, so hopeful that we can get this done Mm -hmm. hopeful 
I see what I did there. <laughs> smooth. I, so I smooth. See what you did there. Slapped right, it right. It up. Give, give me a second. I clicked off of it. I had it up and then I started looking at something else. So, da, da, da. Wait, obviously, we had Pride, Pride Tradition and f- was the second first autocad to go fanatical. So, far, so we're looking at having like multiple faction specific EPTs. So the mm-hmm. second Rebel EPT to go selfless is hopeful. And that one is, after a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is descro- destroyed, if that friendly ship is limited or has the hopeful upgrade, you may perform a eyeball, a focus, sorry, or a boost action. I can't even read. <laughs> so the good thing about this is that it's a card telling you what to do so you don't need reaction on your action bar. So... Um, and if you have the same initiative as the person who kills you when you have this card, so you could boost into range one and then shoot them back. I was just going to say, this is an after death, which I don't agree with, but it could be an after death. Yeah. You know, it's Arvel going into the, you know, into the. Yeah. Yeah. If you think you do like a hopeful swarm, um, I'd assume, let's assume you could take, um, like, can you even take five? Like four, we'll, we'll do your four BZ just for the sake of keeping it. Right. I still love that list. Put this on everyone, and then like the Z dies, and your B wings all boost into range one. <laughs> what do you mean your B wings are boosting at me? Get away! Oh, my face! Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Target uh, focused. Oh no! And I, I mean, so it does have some fun, some fun uses, but. I hate cards that rely on my own squad dying because yeah. it's a finite number of triggers and the more benefit I get out of it, the worse things are going for me. Well, and this goes into the, the spending your points wisely kind of thing. So this is, the, A, it's depending on a ship of yours being destroyed. And if you're going to go into a game and think that you're never going to have a ship destroyed, you're probably wrong. But then it's a question of having that ship destroyed at the right time. Yeah. Because... It's situational. I mean, you still need to be within range three, which is probably easy, probably doable to do to get done. But then, does that boost help you? Are you That's, an arc at the time? Uh, like, it's, it's perform the action, so you can't do it if you've already done it this turn, right? And yes, you can perform a boost even if you don't have it on your action bar, but it has to get you a shot you wouldn't otherwise have had, or make that right. shot better to be relevant to make it worth it exactly i mean obviously so, so many you can, conditions you can boost out of arc of another ship that was gonna shoot you but yeah i don't know i mean you could do something there's gotta be something there with bigs and everyone else being oh hopeful. god yeah oh god yeah all right i've got bigs here would you like to shoot him the rest of my squad is hopeful that you will shoot him <laughs> Well, I'll put it this way. If it were two points, it's got to be a point. It's got to be a point. Yeah. You think it's just so, so hopeful isn't on the list. It's not on the list, so we can talk yeah. about it. Yeah. I think like, hopeful, I wouldn't pay two points for it. So it would have to be yeah. one point. So if you're talking like a standard four ship build, for example, is it worth, I mean, and we've talked about this before. If you're not going to go for the initiative and you're at four points, you might as well go to 200. It's like a, a why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'd build. I don't know that I would build a squad completely around the idea of having hopeful on it. It's just one of those things. Like, oh, I've got four points left over. I'm so close to the mark. Let's toss hopeful on because what else am I going to put on there? It is still an EPT, 
which means I'm sorry, it's a PT. It's a pilot. Power. I keep putting the E in front. It's not there anymore. I'm breaking all my first edition habits. It's getting there. Can but, you hear the dog dreaming? Ooh, I don't. Can you hear, hear like a? <laughs> I do not. That's okay. Again, just Nvidia doing their jobs. So it's amazing. Yeah, it is. But so every one of your ships would have to have that slot open. Yeah. To be able to use it. So I mean, it, mm. it could be fun. This feels like a fun card. Yeah, but, I, I want to try it, but I'm not overly excited about it competitively. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, oh, do you want to get to Imperials because it's sure? Uh, so you do get to talk about it because it wasn't spoiled in the video, so you haven't spoken about it on a the Defender that isn't in the article. I thought we talked about this last week, didn't we? No, no, because it wasn't in the. Oh, uh, that's video. right. Okay, so. I'm going to try not to geek out and I'm not going to try not to squeal like a little girl, but Ed is very, very happy to learn that Darth Vader's in a goddamn defender. <laughs> oh my God. Vader in a tight defender. And it's, I, and I, we got that picture after we recorded the show. Yeah. We recorded on the Thursday. I think it was on the Monday. So it, the article was up before we, the episode came out, but we'd already recorded, unfortunately. Yeah, so unfortunately, we didn't get a chance for me to go completely apeshit over this card. Um, but yeah, my dreams come true. I am going to be able to fly Darth Vader in a TIE Defender. Uh, I am concerned if whether or not he's going to be... First of all, I hate the fact that they recycled the artwork. Can we get, the, can we get that out of the way? Because that is the old... If I'm not mistaken, that's the old Ion um, Engines artwork. You're telling me that someone at the art department couldn't have done something different for Vader uh, in a TIE money. Defender. It's not going to see the table anyway. Bullshit. <laughs> it's not card. It's not going to see the table. Hold, I could easily see two ship builds with Vader and some other ace. And damned if I can find the card anywhere on Google right now. Damn it. Uh, we're, this is where show notes would be awesome if we had show notes that actually point that out. fine. So um, I sent it in the in the message to you. I'm pretty sure. So if you oh, if you look on the Facebook messages, I'm pretty sure I sent it to. Oh, to you're that. gonna make me pull out my phone to talk. All yeah. right, I want to make sure I, I speak mean, on this. I, I could just tell you what the card says because I've like read it 50 million times. Well, why don't you do that? Because I'm still looking. Damn it. Okay, so he has and a think- different subtitle. He does. So he's. First of all, his freaking ability on a tie defender frame would have been insane. Yeah, just just infinite actions on a defender. Cool, thanks. Y- yeah, exactly. So and that well, is that's that's the old Ion engine art. I am correct. Yeah. By the way. Um. So you have you. So it's Dark Lord of the Sith is the subtitle for this one, and you cannot spend force except whilst attacking. While you perform an attack, you may spend one force to change one blank result to a hit result. Now, so there are different readings on this one, and I want to get your impression on this, because I was listening to a couple of the other um, YouTube channels that I listened to for X-Wing. Some people are interpreting saying that you can only spend one force to do that. Um, And I can get their reading on that one, but how it says is while you perform attack, you may spend one to change one. If I have three available, doesn't that mean I could spend three? I believe so, because... so. It's once per opportunity. The opportunity is having a the die available. Oh, but so boy, I, I have this blank, 
so I'm going to spend a charge to change it. I have this blank, so I'm going to spend a charge to change it. It'd be the it's, same thing like if you're using a calculator, multiple calculate tokens, and could change the dice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I would think that that would be the same ruling. And I believe that to be the correct reading, reading myself as well. So there is the downside of oh darn, I don't get to use um, force tokens on defense. But look at the chassis that he's flying around in. You are most likely going to be focus innovated on a three of age ship with seven hull and shield already. And oh darn, Vader's just a ginormous hammer to just chew through every ship that's on the board on that in that chassis. Like uh, so. Okay, so it is a detriment that you can't use it on defense, but so what? Just yep. white 4K turn on your next turn and hit him again. Yep, uh, and then do it again. <laughs> and, and, like, yep. good lord, I can't... So, obviously, Vader is on our points discussion, so I don't want to spend yeah. too long on him, but, um, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, I cannot wait to go out and get that and pick that up. Oh, God, I can't wait. So... The, Even if I have to endure, like, first of all, I'm never going to run him in the, the yellow frame. That is not going to be my Vader. You're going to do uh, red Vader? It, so canonically, <laughs> that's Countess Ryan. So like, I so I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I, I don't know. I think you might. Hang up on yourself. Hang up what you I might Vader. just have to. Vader, to me, would be in like a white chassis with the black solar panels. You know, with like a middle finger, you know, on the, on the <laughs> I was thinking about like getting just even just spray, uh, getting the imperial symbol on the on the solar panels. See, I'd, I'd use the yellow one and then uh, make it so it looked more like an Aether Sprite and just let him. <laughs> uh, so, yes, so, my my dreams have come true. This is something that Chris and I have talked about for seven years, seven years easily. We have talked about this because Chris well, and I, both I got really like hypey about it after reading the Thrawn novel where Vader's in the Defender and he like tears up an entire like rebel fleet and just well, wins. But, but it, he was in the 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 Tie Fighter games in a Defender. That's where for me canonically, well, it's not canonical anymore. But that's to me where it came from. Like Vader has been in a Tie Defender. Why are yeah. they not going down that route? Oh, because the chassis is broken, and if you put Vader in it, it gets worse. <laughs> I mean, so I've, I'll say this bit as a last piece on Vader and Defender before until we start talking about points. Until we get to points, I agree. I don't even care that it's Vader in a Defender. I think. I six pilot in defender starts to get troublesome a <laughs> little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, right. and then you're adding Vader into it with that skill. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. It, all right, and so I go back to my original statement. I don't care if Vader's ability says point the middle finger at your opponent, and that's all it did. Having three force tokens on that chassis at that pilot skill is ludicrous. Yeah, and I, that's why they've they've obviously not given him the um, oh yeah you can you can have your cake and eat it with the force, but don't come at me like this is some kind of downside, you know? Yeah, not, I, not a chance. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, that was the last word. On it. I'm not going to go in. No, no, no whining. We're good. We're good. So we we could talk about a couple of other things that are not in there. Um, Nash Windwider uh, jumped out to me. Uh, yeah. Mostly because the artwork's a little bit off on mine. It doesn't really look like a 
tie interceptor to me, but <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The jury engagement phase after a friendly small ship at range zero to three is destroyed. If that ship has not engaged this phase, you may spend one of your recurring charges. If you do, that ship engages at the current initiative. So, which I found like, really interesting. Yeah, it, it's Turbo Fells Wrath. True. Yeah. Because uh, it it not it doesn't just affect him. You can use it once around on anyone. You mm-hmm. can use it on yourself. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I find interesting, shall we say, is people talking about that one and Commander Goran, who is another interceptor. After a friendship at range zero to three with a lower initiative than yours, his initiative four, by the way, partially executes a maneuver. It may perform a red focus action. So your your sw- one of your ships can't die in your swarm. Mm-hmm. before it attacks and even if you bump you get focus actions so people have been like harping on these two interceptors replacing ships in your tie swarm like uh, you know that there's a cost difference on interceptors and these like abilities sig- seem good i mean a significant cost difference between the two yeah chassis. i i agree if you let me run this i agree it will be good but i don't think you should I yeah. do love that he's he's got blood stripes in the art though, and I can't tell. Oh, that's right; these are the ones that have the vertical. Uh, not it's the, the so we did get a message on Discord saying that that was the imagery from Rebels for Strike Sky Strike Academy's interceptors. We did, we did. Oh. Interesting that you said those words. Why don't we get into that just real quick? That's one of the things I wanted to. I think this is on our list as far as stuff I wanted to talk about for points. Um, but I do want to talk about the ability because I do like the idea of it. This is kind of getting into the, the squadron stuff that I really liked the idea of doing. This is an epic only upgrade, uh, but the Strike Strike Academy class, um, two dotted, meaning you can put it on two ships uh, after you uh, barrel or boost. Each of your wingmates is forced to split uh, is forced to split from the wing. I assume that means you break off of the. Yeah, so the, you the, the way it works got. from memory. So I could be wrong. I'm sure again. Feel free to message me and tell me how wrong I am. Uh, the way it works with the wing is you have a named pilot and then you form a wing around them. And then they, as they move, as long as you do an action, everyone else is the same action. Generally, I believe if you barrel roll, they all have to fit. Or you, or you can't. I cannot remember. I thought, they, I thought they had a template. I thought they had a template that they all went on at the same time. Yeah. It was kind of the big complaints. Like if you were on the ship on the outside and you're making an inside turn, the ship on the outside actually got a better movement yeah, out of it. But you don't, um, what I mean is you don't get to, you. the thing from that was you didn't get to use your repositions, I believe. Correct. So this lets you reposition and then everyone breaks off from you effectively. Yeah. So um, again, as much as I love the game of Epic, this sounded like a really cool, ooh, that could be interesting. I have a question for Sean, though, for a different card, not to brush past Ed. No, no, uh, that's one, fine. That, that's all I got anyway. on it. Um, I think Sean will really appreciate this card just because of the wording on the ability. So we have another I-6 Interceptor uh, with Scenery. Uh, Look through my eyes is the subtitle. After you perform an attack, if a defender was destroyed, gain one stress token. After a friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, remove one stress token. So I not not rule. I think it's pretty clean rules wise and everything. But mm-hmm. the fact that you have an I six interceptor that just has right a mostly negative ability that and like the positive isn't really that positive. But you know it's just clean and nice and 
Like not all the like why aren't all the cards like this? Well, for me, this would that, mean you, that's the thing is that they were able to fit all the words on the card. Yeah. <laughs> but like, can you imagine how much fun you'd have playing X Wing if these were this was the power level of the abilities on the cards? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So what you, it does you're though- ta- sorry, you're taking a name pilot, it does something different. This is what it does. It's right. good. I'm I'm a huge fan of this. I don't know that I'm a huge fan of the ability. I think for me, with this ability mostly being a negative, I think we can both we can all agree that it's mostly a negative, not a positive. Uh, what that's gonna do is it's gonna force force the point cost yeah. way down. Uh, so she is on the list, so we can come back to it. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I just thought I one, I thought Sean would appreciate the fact that there's an ability on a ship in second edition X Wing, which is like it's not even meh, it's just like Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have to actually make choices in the game based on what this ability says. Yeah, yeah. And it's another, you know, six skill. So do you put that on the table if it's cheap enough? Yeah. And then um, I think that's it for Imperial side. I suppose uh, the new ability is Disciplined, which kind of goes hand in hand with the Rebel one we spoke about. Um, yep. Imperial only. After a friendly ship, uh, sorry, after another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has a disciplined upgrade, you may perform a target lock or barrel roll action. Yep. And my, I think all the same criticisms that we levied to the first one can be levied here as well. Even more for me, because the actions are just worse. <laughs> target lock and... Uh, focus can help keep you alive. Yep, focus can be used all the time. Yep. And boost is better than barrel roll. So it's, it's just, just a worse card. Of Shaft in the Empire. Yeah, I it's just it. a worse card for me. I really don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You're done. Easy. I don't uh, like you. I don't like uh, you either. All right, so let's go to the only way that scum players can actually buy a Y-Wing or a Hawk in 2nd edition uh, X-Wing. Still yeah. apples me that that's a thing, but... Makes me wonder if they ever going to release individual releases on these. Like what the baseline paint job of the the Hawk and the the Y Wing would be if they had their own individual ships. This this goes back to Chris's point of was were the were the upgrade kits mistakes, and I'm starting to get to I, I'm well over that line now <laughs> at this point, and I'm definitely like I'm sitting next to Chris by the campfire at camp in Chris's camp. Um, Yes, they were mistakes. They placated us players that have been playing for years. I don't know that that was it was a great short term decision, long long term decision. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so the first card I wanted to talk about, I I said that I didn't like upgrades that relied on your own squad dying. I like unless you're pro- unless you're playing scum. <laughs> yeah. So I have a list that I hope cutthroat fits into. So. I get to talk about a list now, which is always my favorite part of the show. Um, so, you want to talk about Cutthroat first? Yep. Yeah, so, okay, I suppose you could tell people what Cutthroat does. You're right. Just so, in case you scum know, only. there's one player that's not heard this yet. <laughs> After another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the Cutthroat upgrade, you may remove one of your orange or red tokens or recover one non-recurring charge on your ship card are one of your equipped upgrades. Hmm. So now that's tasty. I really hope this fits. You listen, Nefergy, just let me do this. I promise. <laughs> no one will ever complain. It will be fine. So I'm gonna 
say a list, and then it's got three points left. Yeah. So if these come in to be one point each, yeah. If if this is one point each, it's a three ship list. If it's one point each, we're in. So it's a bounty hunter, Sean, a fire spray with an upgrade, an EPT slot. Is it? Did you take it away? Oh no, it's not there anymore. No, I thought we used to have an EPT. Oh, I'm sad now. Big sad. Ignore me, everyone. God damn it. Anyway, okay, so this is fine. I'm just going to talk about this list anyway, because it doesn't even need it. Um, I was going to do Fenro and two fire sprays with advanced proton torpedoes. Six <laughs> six dice attack at range one from Fenro, and then he gets to recharge it if you kill a fire spray. But from the squad builder, I'm looking at it. It doesn't want to have the EPT anymore. So I'm just... They took away the EPT from the, the fire spray? Yeah. God damn it. So sad. I'm sure he used to have it. Are you doing hyperspace or are you doing extended? Not hyperspace, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'll find some. I'm going to find this. But I want a cutthroat Fenro with advanced protons so I can roll that attack again on someone else. So that's my goal. I'm going to make that list work. It doesn't matter what you pointed at now, FFG. Do what you want. I don't care anymore. It's fine. Mm, when did they do that? Is it always been it that must, way? It must have been... Um, I don't know. I might, maybe I'm thinking of first edition. I might really have turned into Ed. <laughs> don't oh, do that. No. You don't want to do that. No one wants to do that. No one like that. Okay, so the other pilot. Oh, wow. Hyperspace, the only thing you can run is the bounty hunter. They pulled all the other pilots out of hyperspace. Yeah. Look at that. That we have Kanan in the Hawk. Mm, yeah, we get back to ships. Back to ships. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, thing with Kanan in the Hawk was. Um, why can't we? There he is. I knew we had him. So while you are a ship in your mobile arc defend, you may spend one force. He has one force. If you do, the attacker rolls one fewer attack dice. So Ryan Farber put a post on the five out of Facebook group asking when you do a force. Well, the answer's always. You always just spend a force. Don't worry about it. Always. Always, I would think. Make them roll less attack dice. It's fine. Just spend it. It doesn't matter. You don't need it on yeah. defense. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You would have rolled a blank anyway. Just, just do it. There you have that tap finished with. And he's on our list of things to point cost. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I'm trying to think of anything else that's interesting that came out of there. Hondo's so, in there. There's I, a new I, Hawk pilot. I always like seeing new Hawk pilots, and that's Gamut Key. That's kind of cool. Um, just canonically, as far as who's flown the Hawk. Um, I do like some of the generic Y Wings, to be honest with you. I like that. So, was, was I was Anita's very book? close to, uh, to putting the generic Y Wing. Uh, to yeah, the Janita security officer, yeah, the I two one. I was very close to putting it on the points chart thing for us to talk about, but because I think you have to talk about it in reference to what's the other ship called? That's the higher gun one, the Gamora Goon. Is it the other second I two scum? Uh, where are we? There we go, Gamora Goon. Yeah, that's the initiative one. Yeah, the higher gun, I was correct. Yeah, you were. Yeah. So uh, the higher gun's 32 points comes with a talent slot and the illicit slot. They say in the article that um, this Jinta security officer is going to have a tech slot. So does it lose slots to get it? I don't think it says that in the article. It didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, has access to it through has access to tech through a quad jumper. The BGLA Y wing pilots, like the Amax Warrior, and a Jinta security officer, also have 
access to a slot to re- reflect the collusion with the First Order. So it just says that you get some tech upgrades in there. But yeah, so it doesn't say if you're losing slots or not, but I I don't know. Because we don't know, I think it's stupidly hard to point out. So that's why I didn't put it on the list. But if you give me... I, In my opinion, it cannot keep the same slots as the higher gun and just gain a tech slot because then there's no reason to ever take the higher gun. Right, so it would have to be at least a point or two higher. Well, no, you know, it doesn't matter if it's high. It's still... I, I, I think... You have to make them different. So, do you take the tech slot? Sorry, change the talent into a tech? Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, it's going to lose something to gain something out of there. Yeah. So, they can be the same point cost, but there has to be an exchange for that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, do you have them at the same points cost, but swap the talent? I think if it's scum, you probably keep the illicit. Oh, yeah. It's a Y-Wing, so you're going to keep the turret and the astromech. Mm-hmm. Torpedo, Gunner. You know, there's, I feel like the only things you've got to play are the illicit and a talent. And I think the talent's probably you could what draw, You goes. could theoretically drop the Gunner, but how many people are putting Gunners on Y-Wings? Yeah. Like, it's not really a detriment. Like, oh, I wasn't going to put a Gunner on my Y-Wing anyway. So you're right. You need to, like, pay a cost for that, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I would expect to lose the talent and gain the tech slot, and that'll be what It always different. felt weird when they put talents on low um, pilot skills, like or low initiatives like that. It's always felt weird to me, because, like, I, and again, this is old school, Ed, get off my lawn, I totally get it, <laughs> but, like, you, at minimum in, in first edition, you for the longest time, you had to be a minimum of I-4 before you started seeing um, EPTs. Because it didn't make sense, because those low-level skills were like the people that were just learning how to fly. They were right out of the academy. They haven't become, They haven't made a name for themselves yet. So putting an EPT on an I-2 just doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah. alas. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so shall we go on to our points-costing thing? Oh, boy. Are we just going to tackle Vader first? Let's just do it first. Let, let's just... Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You have so, to. Do you, I have a big spiel on this? Did you want me to do that first? Because at the end of my I, spiel, I come out with a points range, and then it narrows it down for you guys. Or you could just ignore me completely and go with yours. I already have a number in my head on where I think the ship is going to come out at. Now, whether it gets adjusted over the you know, years yeah. points adjustment, which is probably going to happen, because this I have a feeling I know where this one's going to come out. So I don't think what you have to say is going to change my mind. I'll put it that way. So do you want to say, I'll not lock it in, but do you want to say what your number is? Just uh, I My number my number is 105. 105, okay. Cool. And my, ra- so. my rationale behind that, so we're on the same page, whenever, um, why am I drawing a blank, Dash Rendar came out, was the highest point costed, costed single ship to come out for... Um, second edition uh, at its inception, he was a hundred points because he had the four attack dice and the 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 turn. Yeah. Over time, it became blatantly obvious that even if you put Luke Skywalker on that ship, it wasn't nearly as effective as people thought. And that ship has come down and come down and come down. So it seemed to me that with that many hull points and that much p- damage potential output, that that's where FFG says it's a hundred points. Yeah. This is two years later. It's Vader with three force tokens, hundred and five. Yeah. That's my that's my number. So I was chatting with one of my friends, Aaron, who moved to Germany and left me so I don't get to play games with him anymore, which is good because he always used to beat me anyway. Um, 
Uh, he was saying, finally, a worthy opponent to Supernatural Kylo for best super ship. Mm. Uh, he said he was guessing at like 95 to 99 points initially with a rebalance up to maybe 104. And I just laughed at him. I was like, so my breakdown of why I think he has to come out at more than 95 to 99, so I be 100 points or more, is so Kylo is 76 points in the silencer. He only has two force and he's in a silencer. So if you look at the I1 silencer and the I1 defender, the defender's 30% more expensive than the silencer. Mm-hmm. If you look at going from initiative five with two force to initiative six with three, we can look at Paul Coon to Anakin. That's a 25% increase in cost. So if you think that Kylo at 76 points, you've got to add 22 points onto it to put him into a defender. And then you've got to add 19 points on it for him to get the extra initiative and the extra force. So you're adding like 41 points onto your 76. So it's 117 points, assuming that Vader had normal force and that Kylo's ability and Vader's ability was a wash. Right, which they're not. No. So I don't think that, obviously, it's worth the same because Vader's ability isn't normal force. So I think you could argue down from 117. So I think I put the range at between 108 and 112 is my range, given that logic that if you think Kylo is worth this and the increase from a silencer to a defender is worth this and the increase from Paul to Anakin is worth this, which like Paul and Anakin both seem C play, silencers at I1 C play, defenders at I1 C play. So all of those ships feel like they are good. So that's where I come down. Good, good in the FFG over the last you know couple of points adjustments have kind of gotten it down to. We talked about before like the ups and downs, ups and downs until they kind of leveled out. They've kind of leveled those ships out. Yeah, that for my, my I completely agree with your argument, which is why I was like, okay. So technically, if someone wanted to come to the table with the argument, well. Vader's ability in a defender isn't necessarily a positive because there's a downside to it because I can't use it on defense, which is where I came down. My initial number was 110, and I brought it down the five because you can't use his ability on defense. That was the only logic that I had behind that. Well, that and then the marketing side of it of Fantasy Flight wants to sell a thousand of these things an hour. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if we price it with my number which will you guys will think i'm crazy but that's exactly it uh, so yeah. i've come in on the upper end of my bracket i said 108 to 112 so i've put in 112 points for vader i've put in 105 and i'm fairly confident legitimately I, I, I'm gonna I'm say- putting in 98 Oh my god 98 you uh, you and aaron sean you and aaron aaron both the same <laughs> well the reason why is because they want to sell product because here's the deal. You get product into people's hands. People want to play Vader in a defender, right? I mean, I, that's, I haven't bought an X-Wing ship in a year and a half and I'm going to run out and buy this. So yes, I, I agree. I'm saying, I'm saying people want to play Vader in a defender. You're not the, this is not the only conversation I've heard about this. I've heard people who don't play the game seriously want to see Vader in a defender because they played TIE Fighter, you know, the, the video game. Okay. Exactly. So here, here's why I say 98, because you get the ships, you get people putting it on the table, and as Fantasy Flight does, when they realize, or through design, they bump them up on the next point increase, 
because now they're not as worried about it because they sold a crap ton of product. Right. And because the design teams are, even though this is designed last year, you know, it's still until the boxes come out, actually until it's updated in the app, you don't know. That's why you could test it at any point total you want. But at the end of the day, I think it comes out because they want Vader on the table. Then they'll adjust up to Chris's range at the end of the day. So there is one caveat as well. I do not think it's possible to balance Vader in a Defender with access to advanced sensors. I'll agree with that. (laughs) And that's why you err on the side of low to start because you sell the product. And then you play the game after that. So uh, I think if Vader I mean, comes I mean, out in that bubble, the advanced senses has to go to supernatural kind of points cost. I understand. I, I get that. But <sighs> but you, this is the same company though that put C three PO out, allowing it to go onto onto <laughs> a ship that literally could avoid everything. Oh, I I so <laughs> I'm not quite I, as cynical I, on the because I. Maybe it's not that I'm not quite as cynical as you. Maybe it's that I'm more cynical than you in that I don't have faith in FFG to coordinate their marketing with the points costing. I I can see them doing it at this point. I think they they could because I think they'd make more money, but I don't think they do. We'll we'll know when when it comes out, the points are, you know, and the points are irrelevant at that time. So. Ahsoka Tano in the A-Wing was my next. Uh, all right, so I got to look at... So, we have to look at her faction. Unfortunately, that is a contributing factor. Yeah, so she's Rebels. She... Uh, so let's look at current A-Wings, I suppose. It's the easiest way to do this. As he won. Do we have an Initiative 5? Jake's Initiative 4, and he Hello. is 34 points. No, so... um. You're you're in resistance. Oh, I'm in the I'm in the wrong rebels. Look at that. Oops. Yeah. So the highest initiative in rebels is Jake at initiative four, and he's thirty four points. So it isn't a force using a wing pilot because to do so would be ludicrous because they have an evade <laughs> and they can evade and boost. And then if you had force, that would just be silly, wouldn't it? It would be, and which is why Ahsoka is also going to be silly. So. How much more is an extra point of initiative worth and the force? Before you even talk about her ability. Yeah. Before you've even brought that into the, the equation. Yeah. Hmm. I'm in the 45 point range to start. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. And then I already have my final final total. It's a 45 for you two? Now, for me... Are we talking about before? You're talking about before ability or just... So just full on... So personally, I think the the abilities are a bit of a wash because Jake's ability is really good as well. After you perform a barrel or a boost, you may choose another friendly ship at range one and it performs a focus action. So Jake can potentially hand out two focus actions a turn. I think it's really good. I think Jake's ability is really really good. Yeah, it's really good. is really good as well. But it does cost two force. Yep. So, but she gets three force, so you're doing yeah. it. You're doing you it two turns left. in a row. Yeah. You're doing it two turns in a row. It's turned off for one turn. I'm thinking 58. Ooh. 
I think her in an A-Wing with this ability is very good. I think her in an A-Wing with three force tokens is really good. Right. Because you can you can take or disassociate the ability and just look at the three yeah. fours and the other things that she'll be able to do. Yeah, like uh, you do the same thing that I said with Vader. Like, I mean, her ability could read she flips the middle finger to your opponent, like does nothing at all. And having that initiative and having those three force tokens alone will be worth it. Let's I can have a look at so Aether Sprites are probably the closest we're going to get, isn't it? Yeah, but you're crossing factions in. And we've I talked know, about how they do, I know. How they do just, things wrong. For the sake of a comparison, so like Plo is initiative five with two for so two. Obi-Wan, that's the guy, isn't it? So yeah, Obi-Wan is initiative five with three force, um, same number of hit points, same attack die, same agility. Um, after you are so comparable ability, I'd say that Obi-Wan might be better because it only costs one force. The ship ability is probably better because it doesn't stress you, but mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's 49 points. So I, I don't think the Soka can cost more than Obi-Wan. That's why I was going 45 in my range. Like, don't get me wrong, she's going to be easily the most expensive A-Wing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she has to be more expensive than Hera at I-6. Yes. And Hera's ability is really good as well. Yes, but she doesn't but, bring... So especially because I, by the reading of Hera's ability, you can can that token over at any point. So Wedge takes Rose's attack dice and goes, I didn't roll any focuses, so Hera's like, okay, I'll keep, I'll keep hold of this token then, you don't need it. You don't, yeah. and it's not when she when you declare an attacking. You don't hand it at the start. It's whilst you're doing the attack. So at any point, so you roll your dice. Ah, oh, I don't need that focus. You can keep it. I wonder if the next ship that attacks needs it. Oh, I go to fifty-four. 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 We we talked him down. Well, okay. It's it's interesting because I still think her ability is better than Obi Wan's. I think her ability is really good. I just the. The two force is pretty pretty expensive cost for that ability because I want to. Yeah, I don't any, like spending any action compared yeah. to just a focus. And I'm a coward, you see, Sean. I want that force <laughs> to keep me alive. I don't want to share it. It doesn't matter what my ability does. Inherently, this force is for me, so that I can take the evade action. I, I don't like the ability's blank when we're once I'm actually playing. Okay, uh, so the next one I r- went for was scenery. So obviously, the comparison here has to be soon to your fell. Yeah, tie interceptor soon to your fell is fifty four points and is an absolute bargain at fifty four points. Oh god, yeah, like criminally cheap at fifty four points. So um, I think it's my turn to actually go first. What what are we looking at here? Sorry, everything. Uh, scenery. So that's scenery the, the is the initiative. Yeah, the I six yeah. interceptor with the negative ability. Yeah. So I would guess Fell's fifty four. I want to say that she's six points cheaper than Fell. So forty eight points for me. I'll go forty six. Forty six. I, I was going further down because of her. I was going to go 44, to be honest with you. So you think, so she's the same. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the big. So Turfania is 42 and he's initiative four. 
Right, but it's not the initiative. Like, and don't get me wrong. I think the initiative is good. Turnsville is uh, really good, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the initiative, and I'm like, I'm the same as you. Like, holy crap, it's another I6 interceptor. However, an I6 interceptor is going to be doing a lot of the repositioning, in my opinion, because that's what an ace is supposed to be doing. So more than likely, she's already going to have a stress token on her before she's taken a shot. She has a distinct ability to double stress herself very easily. Which is where my ability is like, okay, yeah, the I6 is nice, but it's, what it does is it forces me to not use the, the double positioning if I think I'm going to be getting into range or of taking a shot. And kill them. Right, right. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, you yeah. like, obviously the ship has to die, but dice or dice, anything can happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't so, know. I mean, for, do you think initiative four to initiative six for a two-point jump? With, with a downside? But so, what about if one of these pilots is an I five though? So, well, in fact, there is an I five. I think we've seen in the yeah, we had um... Volts Garris um, action gain one strain token to recover one charge before you engage. You may spend a charge to perform an action. Mm-hmm. Uh, that vil- that ability is, is as good as as good as Ters because that's just crazy good. It's got a mm-hmm. decreasing charge, so you strain yourself. But you get to do a boost in the or a barrel roll, and then trigger auto thrusters in the engagement phase. And so I that, to say that's that I, like cheating. I find her, I find Vault's ability better at a so lower. So do you, I suppose, okay, yeah. So that that's a good question. Is Vault going to cost more than her? Yeah, Vault at I five costs more than scenery. Yes, I, I think because I'm thinking of a, what was the um. It was the Kerax fighter I six pilot skill six back in the days um, for the Talon um, Cobra? Thank you. Nobody ever ran. Nobody ever ran yeah. because his ability just wasn't good enough. It, it, the simply having that high pilot skill back in those days, high initiatives now, um, wasn't sufficient enough to justify the cost. So the only way that that ship is actually going to make it in is if it's a low enough point cost that taking that detriment comes comes into worth. That's so why I'm saying... I'm that. locking you in at 44. Then. 44. Okay. Bonus. I'm probably... Well, I'm I'll, probably I'll, I'll give you a bonus point if... Um, what's she's his less name? Than, if Vault... Yeah, if she's less than Vault, I'll give you a bonus point. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. Then you wanted to talk about the Blade Wing title. I did, just because I was curious to see what everyone thought would be the points cost for this. So uh, in case you didn't, uh, this is the one that obviously adds the gunner slot. How valuable is the gunner slot on the B-Wing? And the reason why is because we kind of alluded to this in our previous discussion earlier, in that, well, what gun are you going to put on it? Like, what's in that slot that makes it viable to want to put on a I I'm going to be crazy here. I, I'll go first to this one as well. So, so I put uh, scenery at 48 points, just in case I didn't say that loud. Uh, oh, but okay. for this one, it's a dotted title for a B-Wing that just adds a gun to swap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it at zero. You're going to put it at zero? Yeah. I'm going to have faith in FFG, assuming that they pointed the gunners correctly. So the opportunity cost of adding one of these is going to be zero because you're just going to make your B-Wing more expensive. So the cost of a gunner is inherently going to be fine. You have 
You have a little more faith than I do. I, I, do, I do this for one card every time, Ed, and FFG consistently proves me wrong. <laughs> every time I say I have faith in FFG, they say, no, Chris, what are you thinking? We're giving it to AMG and we're going to give it to them fucked up. This was probably before they knew this was going to happen. Long story short, I'm going at least one point on this one. I think that they're going to associate a cost. I almost went two to be honest with you, because I have a distinct feeling that the next releases are going to have a gunner slot that's going to make this viable. Like To me, this doesn't seem like you release something like this in a vacuum. Like There is a reason why they are giving you the ability, even if it's on one, to put a gunner on a B-Wing. We don't know what that reason is, because obviously even in this inter- like in this show, we struggle with, like, well, what do you put on it? Like So my anticipation is... So going to- one of the cards in the pack is Sabine Ren Gunner. After you perform a special attack, you may choose a number of friendly ships that range 0 to 3 of a defender, up to the number of damage cards dealt to to a defender during the attack. Each chosen ship may remove one strain or stress token. Jesus, that's a lot of words. That's a lot of words. You choose a number of friendly ships at range 0 to 3 of a defender. So you blow them up, and then you pick a number of ships equal to a number of damage cards you dealt, but are friendly to you and remove strain or stress from them. Yeah, well, I don't know. Too many words for me to even like wrap my head around. That's what I'm saying. So, like, don't get me wrong. Sabine, I'm a huge Sabine fan. I I like that this is another card. I don't know that that's a viable card. So that's what I'm kind of getting at. Is so like it, it must than- be. Ed, it's got Sabine's name on it. It's it, it's got to be sleeper broken in some way because it's a <laughs> Sabine card. So it has to ruin the game. Like they did it for Imperial Assault, they did it for Legion, X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Every game they bring Sabine into breaks. So this card has to be broken in some way. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so like I said, I'm going to go with one point. I think that it's, it is it is a precursor. And again, I have no advanced knowledge. I honestly don't know. Um, I think it's a precursor for something else. Something else is going to fit into that slot. and We're going to be like, oh, the prototype. And then it's going to be Hera with a prototype and XYZ. So got what, you, and- what you're saying is B6 Blade Wing is the new Dead Eye. It's just sitting there waiting. Yes. Waiting for the Jump Master to come out. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to screw you. And Yep. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, this is the perfect upgrade for this. I think it's a, I think it's a DOA until there's a gunner slot that makes it viable. Yeah. Sean, who you got to? Oh, I'm going to play uh, fast and loose and go to. So you're going to take Ed's initial one. Yeah. Okay. I think Ed is, Ed is on to something, but we'll see. I mean, I, if, if I could go a negative two, I would, but I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> because I, right now, like I said, it is DOA. This is yeah. looking at all the gunners that you can have, you know, Ezra Han. Eh, eh, there's just not, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, most, I would, most of the gunners, decent, but not for ten points on a Y wing. Yeah, most of the gunners are built for the rotating arc ships. Really, yeah. Yeah. I and, would put Ezra on it just to get the force and access to Maul later somewhere else. Yeah. Is, it worth, is it worth twelve though? That's why. If it's zero, I'll put Ezra on. Well, if you're gonna put him on a zero, you're gonna put him on a one. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll feel I will, but I'll feel bad about it then. <laughs> It's like it's a twelve point tax to give you access to mall. Right, yeah. right. It's just another free twelve, you know, twelve points for oh. you to get. Per- purple numbers to have. Purple numbers are almost as good as big orange numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of purple numbers, we have Kanan in the Hawk. 
Oh boy, where do we uh, put Keenan? Uh, I think so it's we... Ed's turn to go first. No, Sean's sure. turn to go first. Did I? Did I? It's because I went. I went. You made me go first. Yeah. Well, mate, I volunteered because yeah. I really wanted to talk about Vader, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. Is the hawk a viable ship? That's my question. They live and die. Scum hawks, especially, are viable, but they live and die by their abilities. The most expensive one is Pablo. At forty points, is he? Forty points, good call. Torkoal Mux is pretty good too. But... Torkoal should be the best one. Like, Torkoal is so it's such a Torkoal just some of the worst feels bad man X Wing was Torkoal in a Dira Renthal Swarm or whatever her name was. And yeah. you just go, Oh, look at all my crappy initiative one um oh what was it? it was the the tugboats, the, the quad jumpers. Mm-hmm. So you'd run quad jumpers, Dira and um Torkoal, and then you'd like jam into people, track to beam them down, then go, Oh, by the way, you're initiative zero now. So all my initiative one ships are going to shoot you. You've got zero agility because we tracked and beamed you to death. And uh, yeah, we get rerolls on our attack. So um, screw you, buddy. I hoped you enjoyed playing the, the joys <laughs> of early 2.0. Well, yeah, Pablo is good because he steals your shit. Uh, but yeah, I think Kanan, I think Kanan's better. Than Pablo, T- yeah. I think so. I I Steal, stealing a token compared to removing an attack die. Better. I think so, yeah. I I'm on board with that. I think, I think stealing a token is better because you're taking and gaining. True. Um, I'm going to say 30, 38. 38. Yeah. So he, he is one initiative less as well. Because he's initiative three compared to initiative yeah, four. Is so. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, he's a- oh, it's. This isn't it? It's a high initiative one. Oh yeah, no, and he's also one of the lowest. He's right above the spice runner for yeah. So Dace is a. a it's the I on guys, and he's yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the I four. But scratch that. I'm going to go forty. I think he'll be at the same because of the the force. Yeah. Um. Did you want me to go next, Ed? I was going to say I was going to go because because of the force token, the force token alone. I'm going to say the force tokens worth two points, and I was going to go forty two. Well. I am going to split the difference and go 41. Because I I just wanted to... I think Kanan's the best Hawk. Yeah, from, I agree. So I only need a point to make him a best Hawk. So I'll just add a point on and go from there. Yeah, no, I agree. And the last one, which I know I feel stupid because it my list didn't work, um, was Cutthroat, because I wanted to guess that it was going to be a point. So I'm just going to put my one point in and pretend that my list wasn't illegal. I mean, if it's, <laughs> it's only illegal if a judge checks it, you know, it's fine. Um, so, <laughs> that's not true, kids. Don't listen to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's going to be one point, and I get to take cutthroat on everything. It'd be fine. Deadman switch is what? Two? So remember, you can't recharge Deadman switch because you're dead. No, I know that. Um, where is it? Dead Man Switch. Two points, yeah. See, because when I read that card, that's sort of the same ball field that I put that in. There's something very similar. Where would I put that? Hmm. I, I think 
I'm not going to lie, this was a giant trap for me to just say it's only going to be one point, so I think it is one point. Because I think all of those yeah. are pretty bad, and I think they're all a point. But the problem, all right, so here's the problem I, I, I'm those. not going to keep talking, because then I might convince you to not hang yourselves with the, the noose I'm giving you, you know? Well, no, because, well, so here's the catch, is these usually, I mean, we've had one exception, I think, but these point wins usually come down to like one or two points. If I guess the same points that you do, I gain no ground on this. If I'm right and it's one point over, I gain one. If I'm wrong, I lose one. I So I, the, the whole time, I have to stick with my, my original. The whole time, the whole way through this, as we looked through each of these, we all said one point, one point, one point yeah. for each of these. And it's pretty much all they're worth. And I have to I have to push through with that same mentality. I just wish you hadn't said one. <laughs> the so closest I'll, I'll, we are other than this one is Kanan. We're all pretty close. Um Blade Wing. Um, Vader, we've got a good spread. So yeah, so Vader, Ahsoka. Vader's going to win it or lose it in this Yeah, picture. basically. Okay, Sean. Points cost for cutthroat. What did what did uh, Ed go? We we both went one point. Mm, I'll be the outlier. I'll go two. Oh. You're braver than I am. I feel like I'm going to lose this by one or two points. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> okay, so that's everything we had. Six of them. So again, whoever wins, we donate the Patreon money from this episode to charity, and the winner gets to pick the type of charity it goes to. So there we go. And um, yes, yeah, so if you want to sign up for just one episode and give us extra money, or even increase your pledge for you this episode, you know, you're more than it welcome is, to. It is I all just, going to charity this time. All right. Oh, I mean, screw it. If you want to send money, I'll set something up to shoot us a message, and we'll sort it out. But that's what uh, what this one is going to go towards, and yeah, that's all of the main content I think we had. So can we? Can, all right. So what was the top end on Vader? May at one hundred and twelve. One hundred and twelve. So there's a fourteen point differential between top and bottom. So I for f- ten minutes. Do we want to do some theory crafting on a list with Vader? Okay, so you want me to put... So if you go to Yasby, Vader's in there, he just costs 200 points. I know, I know. So we're going to we're gonna assume... I'm going to assume... Is he going to be in hyperspace, do you think? Oh, I'm just going to make an extended list and take... Yeah, my, my assumption would be he is not going to be in hyperspace. I mean, part of me hopes that he's epic only and costs 98 points. <laughs> but if you make him 98 points in epic only, I'll start playing epic and I'll spend my... If you want to see Ed cry like uncontrollably for a, a week and you make that ship epic only because it's so unfair that I get the one thing that I want and nobody wants to play the game that I want to play because oh, you'll be surprised how many people suddenly want to play epic if beta is epic. Well, that's only. true, that's true. Although I don't think, all right, so, all right, if okay, you went so down that do way, I have I to use the highest points for scenery as well on my list? What's that? Do I have to use the highest points cost for scenery? As if well, you decide, you decide to use her in your list, yes. Yeah, I think we do. So, I think we all are going. I don't know about you, but I'm going to assume advanced sensors on Vader and a defender just were on the same page. I don't know if I've got points for that after I take scenery. So, so it's um 112 plus 48. I've got 40 points left. It's easy. She 40 points have... two ships. Yeah, it's all right. It's all you need. Do, do, do. I think 
she would like to have... Uh, does she even need anything? She's literally just there to be a second I-6. Damn it, won't let me add a new ship if I go over so many points. Oh, I'm just going to put... Yeah, she can have um, hull upgrade and shield upgrade. Wait, what's going on here? Why can't I... Because I'm an idiot, that's why. And do I get my old fallback of just taking Wampa? That's the real secret, people. Just take Wampa. Uh, tie fighter. Oh god, can I do this? Oh, oh, can it be done? Twenty-eight. No, no, I can't take Wampa. So I would only have. Oh dear. Um. So yeah, it'd be points over if that was correct. So drop down to how many points? Is the cheapest. Oh, it's even more. Okay, change of plan. I'm gonna go with Vader and then low initiative garbage. Oh, this could be fun. This could be mean, actually. This might work. This might just work, folks. We might have it. And it plays on my favourite side of X-Wing of not taking upgrades. And a 10-point bid. Okay, we don't need a 10-point bid. We do need death troopers on everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's fine. I think. Oh, who's... Where's that droid gone? What's his name? Triple Zero. Oh, that's too many. Oh, sad. So I'm going to do um, Darth Vader with no upgrades. A TIE Reaper with... Uh, so I'm going to cheat. I'm going to be one point over. I'm going to pretend that he's going to be 111 points just so that my list fits. But I want to take Darth Vader and two TIE Reapers with Death Troopers. Oh, Death Troopers is unique. God damn, screw me. Um, <laughs> God. Why, FFG? Why must you make the game fair and balanced? I know, right? Yeah, okay. So, Death Troopers and Triple Zero on the other one. But yeah, I All think right, two Reapers would be fun. All right, you ready for mine? Yeah. So, I'm going to take Vader. Do one, so. What's yeah. that? I'm not going to do one. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to go Vader with advanced sensors. And the old patrol leader with Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> That's right, kids. I'm going not palp aces. I'm going palp ace. <sighs> the Dark Lords of the Sith themselves. I needed a good caddy for, so I legitimately debated doing him in a lambda, like doing the old fashioned lambda and then tossing some other ace, which is still a possibility. I could still probably pull off. Let's go with uh, palp and put him on. I need to do. I'm cheating to try to get all that. Let's do that to get the points right. It's gonna be. Uh, uh, give me something, nothing. So I need right, so I'm one point over there. So I still have twenty six points. I can't think of a good ace that isn't in a ooh the striker. No, 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 no. That's not gonna work. See, well, the other what? thing I thought about was doing strikers um with bombs. Ooh, that could work. Concussion bombs. We've just got to. You've got to drop all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what we want. That's what yeah. we signed on for. Yeah, so like legitimately, it. Oh, I don't like any other options. So like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The third ship, if you decided to put um, Vader in, if you decided to put Palp in a, just a straight up Lambda with Palp and Vader with advanced sensors, that leaves you 20 some points left over. You can't even get a good... TIE fighter pilot to fill that slot. Not really. Like maybe you could squeeze in Night Beast. So like at that juncture, like do you know what I mean? So like 
sure, you can go the Lambda route, but I would rather go with the patrol leader. Um, give him a little bit of oomph behind it. He's got a he's got a four star on that. You've got Palp on the board, and then oh by the way, Vader. Uh, What's that you say? You want to just continue to pound away at the Emperor Palpatine? Great, sure, go ahead. And bang away for three turns on that ship until it dies, and Vader cleans up the rest of the crew. I think if I was going to advance senses, Vader, I would definitely want numbers. So I think I'd have to go cheat. And I, I think if I'm going to run a two-ship list, I don't put anything on Vader, and I use it to pimp out the other ship. But with Decimate, right, I don't know. I mean, Decimate's a, a solid call, I think, because it's a big target that people will go for. It's exactly what I'm thinking. I don't think you do enough damage with two ships, if I'm being like 100% honest. Uh, and this is talking about playing actual X-Wing, not like playing tournament. Playing, sorry, this is talking about playing X-Wing in good faith. So like 90% of the games we're going to see played on kitchen tables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're just going to lose Vader too quickly and not do enough damage. So I think you need more ships. So, I th- right. so you're thinking more like Vader and a mini swarm kind I of thing? I think so. Right. I like the idea of the two... Um, um, uh, I would want to say Reapers. Two Reapers seems really fun. Well, if you go with the two, sh- the mini swarm, you there could you squeeze. So you can do four squeeze. four academies at eighty eight points, which leaves you hundred and twelve points, which is what we said Vader was. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I'm done. Easy, easy. I don't need a bid. I'll take Vader and four academies. I could see Vader mini swarm. I mean, that was. I mean, if you think about the way the the, the way back in the days of the Whisper mini swarm, I could totally see that. Now that yeah. you've said that, now that you've said that out loud, maybe you've done that. Maybe you have convinced me. Because you can uh, go what? You said four academies. Looks four like. academies and Vader. If Vader is one hundred and twelve, and I, let's yeah. be honest, you don't need upgrades. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all right, you're right. You don't, but oh, it'd be I so think, nice. That's uh, what you've got to do, isn't it? You've got five ships on the table still, and one of them's Vader. Right, but then we go back to that same argument. So you've got, I mean, don't get me wrong, the four Academy ties are going to do some work. They're, they're, I'm not going to lie. They're going to do significantly more output of damage than a single Decimator would. And they're probably going to get ignored, because everyone and their mother is going to be shooting at Vader. But I mean, though, everyone and their mother is going to be chasing Vader to try and shoot him. Correct. That's good, what I want to do. Good job, with- he doesn't have a five straight, three, a free evade, and then a boost. I wonder if you could do like three, two low level like strikers too. Like I would want, I would Let's, want. I, I'm getting. I agree with you that you would want something else to put damage through. I just don't know that the academy ties are the the, the chassis I'd want to put with it. So interceptors thirty one points finished if one. Um, striker is is thirty one points finished if one. So the cheapest you can get is thirty one. So you can only get. Can you get three of them? Oh no. Yeah. So you can only get two. And then you'd have oh, um, 62, so you'd have eight, uh, 26 points left. So you can go with maybe a, a named striker or two. No, you, you know that's a lowest initiative strikers. Oh, so you'd true. have to go with, can't get Wampa. Yeah, so you're back to looking at, like, like you said, Night Beast or an Academy and a bid. Mm-hmm. Go on Academy and some bombs, I suppose. Uh, I've got... I've got four points left. It's a two-point bomb. Bomb what generator you need shields for. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd go for four academies. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think either one of those would work. I think I, I'm debating between either the, the two strikers or the two interceptors. Uh, I think it's, you know, six and one, half done a dozen in the other. I do like the additional hull point over the evade with the low in the, like either one of those lists work. Either one of those lists works. My, ultimately, you know, I think if you're going to do a two ship build, um, you're right. It needs to have a much higher uh, damage output, and I don't think that the patrol leader pulls it off. I think you're you're probably correct on that. Um, I mean, don't again, it, it will be fun to see if Vader I mean, can do the work. Well, Vader can do the work, but he can't be the only one doing the work. Yeah. Like, because if that's the case, just take take Vader and Whisper and go. Yeah. Which is the other list that I was debating. Just take the two ship build, take Vader and Whisper and go. And oh, Whisper will do work. Right, Whisper will do more work than a patrol leader would because you can put Fifth Brother on her. Um, she's reliable damage eight, but she's slippery enough to like get out of the art. So um, what's the stock? What's the stock build with Whisper now? So it's you put uh, Fifth Brother on her. What else do we got here? Da, 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 let's put Fifth Brother at twelve. Oof. What else does she get? Whisper. What's the- uh, talent? You take Duke. Of course. Um, Gonna you take Fifth Brother we said um then we probably go um so you can go passive sensors to give her access to target lock uh, with perfect information or you could take fire control if you want not quite perfect information target locks pushing detectors let you fly over everything um advanced sensors you probably don't need Mm. passive sensors and then Mm. I think you could do something interesting. Well, you're already at 83 points at that level. So. What, with um, passive sensors, Juke and Duke, Fifth Brother? Brother? Yeah, I think that's where you sit with her. Mm-hmm. And then you take, uh, like I said, if we go 110, uh, what did you say, 110, 111 for Vader? Uh, 112 is what I said. But, 112. Yeah. Leaves five points left over to put something on Vader. I honestly don't think you put anything on Vader. I mean... You do because you want him to be worth more. I know you put the bid on him. That's what he carries around because you want him to be alive and the bid doesn't get halved if he gets half points. Right. So the other bid is better, especially in this list where you're doing two aces where like realistically you need one of them to be alive. That's a fucking stupid statement. If neither one of them's alive, you've already lost. So that's fucking waste of your time saying that out loud. You're (laughs) not. You are going to have to fly your ass off with those two. Yeah. Like if you're running a two ship build with two aces like that, you're going to have to fly well, and you're going to have to be taking a ship off the board almost every turn. It's not even. Uh, all right. This comes down to that Kylo that we spoke about ages ago that you didn't like the play style of. Yeah. All right. This is a game where you need to be perfectly willing to completely break off Whisper. All right. Stay quote, get your evade, just turtle up completely up for a turn. Um, and then you ram Vader into one of the guys, like, you're fighting against a four-ship list, we're going to spread arcs to try and catch one of your ships, so you need to break that ship completely out, you ram into one of them, so it doesn't get to shoot you, you do 100% damage to one that can shoot you, hopefully kill it off, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, it's far too much brain power for me to want to put into a game of (laughs) X-Men. I'll take that. Well, I'll take my mini swarm and just jam you up and hope that you kill them slowly enough that Vader kills something. And I'm not saying that's the wrong list. Like I said, we've effectively seen um, Whisper mini swarms granted in a previous edition. 
um, but Whisper Mini Swarms be an effective, made it to the final table um, list in a different era. Vance cloaking device, you know, worked a little bit different than the, the way things are now. But that having been said, it is plausible to run an Ace Mini Swarm yeah. uh, build and be effective. So I'm not disagreeing that that's probably the right answer. There's just a big part of me that wants, wants to run it. Oh, I, I'm going to do it. I, I ran um, Anakin and Obi-Wan, I think. No, I ran, Anakin, a- and, I ran Anakin and Rick as a two-shit list, I think. Yeah, Rick Olay. Yeah. And just like it's fucking ridiculous. Like you, you play very methodically, and it's dull and horrible. And yeah, mm-hmm. hey ho! All right, I think that's a good point to let us off. Um, this was fun. Oh god, I can't wait to this. Gonna do we have a release date on that yet? Um, there is, but I can't remember what they are. Um, right. I've closed the article now as well, so it should say what quarter it comes out in. Or maybe no, it sometimes says the actual thing, doesn't it? Let me reopen. It. Squadron Academy packs uh, are going to be March 26th. There you go. So not long. So not long. We are a month away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell away. you. I'll tell you what. To give people chance to actually um, increase their pledges, obviously we'll only hear about it after we've already been charged. So this episode is going to come out on March 2nd. So the Patreon money from the episode on March 16th is what we will donate to charity. So if people want to increase the pledge, they can do for that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, All right. So I think that's going to do it. I've had a ton of fun. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy, I can't wait. Can't wait. So I will say goodbye to everyone. Sean, always good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, good to be here. It was a fun night. Um, Sorry I don't do uh, Imperial lists because I don't play Imperials. That's okay. (laughs) I understand. I understand. Chris, always good to talk to you, my friend. Oh, it's good to be here. Sorry for um, eating up your Saturday night instead of your Thursday evening, you know? No, 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 no. It, the number of times that I have bailed on you guys because work had me doing something, I think it's fair play to have that happen once or twice. <laughs> well, I, I, I could have done the show on Thursday, but I was just exhausted. Yeah, and that and was, I was what just you like, said. <laughs> and what I said. And I will, I'll repeat here what I said there. I would rather record at another date and get A game, Chris, than record now and get B or C game, Chris. Uh, you know, again, I'd rather be respectful of your time. If you're tired, just go to bed. We'll do it later. But uh, it's good. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else for the close, really. Obviously, um, email us at lack of focus podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I've had a few messages come through recently of like new listeners and things like that. So it's sure. always great. Um, if you, start you. At, if you start at the beginning, you know, those first 10 or 12 episodes. A little bit rough, you know, not not great. But we every podcast has their bumps in the road in the beginning. Yeah, um, I have almost caught up now on the um, what do you call it? Commission pain. That's the words. So I've got Sean's Cyberpunk stuff, Sean's Rebels, Ed's Sisters, and then a Swallburn God Tier project, which is like a box of five models every month or so. By the so, time Chris has painted, I'll have uh, Biden bucks. I'll be sitting there. <laughs> yeah, so basically, because I know Sean's not in a huge rush for the Rebels, Ed's going to get the sisters are going to get started probably in March. Because I think right. I can, I think I can finish these cyberpunk things uh, probably next weekend. They'll be done. So like the 
sixth or seventh, and then I can mail Sean his rule books and stuff as well. Um, but, well, like I said, like it's the uh, I, I'm waiting on the Senate to pass a uh, the Biden bucks bill, and that'll be like, ooh, I'm going to set this money aside for Chris. Yeah, and then you need to send all of those miniatures you wanted to get some century books as well. Oh God, yeah, no, I should do that. Um, that's a fair point. Uh, that means I I've got everything set aside. We have to part with some stuff. I've got some 40k stuff, a couple of land raiders, and all that stuff. But we can probably bring the cost down on that just a hair. So, yep, I'll have yeah. to start packing this stuff up. Yeah, well, so anyway. Um, but yeah, obviously you can find us on Patreon as well. Uh, we'll probably try and do another record. I'm thinking once one division's finished, we could do a one division show because oh, I've been avoided. Start. I've not I brought it up. Started. It's fucking amazing. That means I got to sit down and watch it. All right. Yeah, it's- it is the best slow burn TV show ever. I think it's a masterpiece that could not exist without the, the stars aligning. It's really good. Yeah, I'm not. I don't mean like I can understand why people don't like it, but from the, the lens I'm viewing it through. But anyway, that, that's cutting into okay. some in focus stuff, which will be on our Patreon page. Uh, you don't have to be a patron to listen to it. You just have to go to Patreon page to find it. And as I said, I'm getting caught up, so there will be videos and stuff starting again. I I did sit and watch an X-Wing game on Tabletop Simulator today from some of the guys in our Discord, um, and it looks okay. Like I'm not going to say that I'll go put the effort into learning Tabletop Simulator, but I, I might. Matt might have convinced me, um, so we'll see. And um, yeah, I played... A couple of games people so you can always hit me up on discord if you want to try and get a game stuff like that you can sign up on discord for the new um neptune's pride game i was just, I was just gonna say if you weren't gonna say it i was uh we have to actually have a look at that game that alan was talking about the co-op zombie survival game that they make as well Ooh. so we should have a look at that one so i think we'll do this one more neptune's pride game and then we might give that one a whirl I think I'm on board. That's not, I did not. Did he mention that in Discord? Did no, I, I think we spoke about it a while ago. We were probably waiting for you for a D and D game when he was talking about it. Oh, I must and, have missed that. Yeah. Um, but I remember I talked to Greg about this as well. I basically I've not bought any new computer games for a while because I've been trying to hoard my money in case I got a big tax bill. But now that I know that that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. I can. I mean. It's only going to be like five bucks or something crasy, which obviously makes you sound weird. Phasmophobia. It's the next game on my list. Yeah, what's that one you asked me to play with you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a it, basically you you play as supernatural ghost hunters, and you have to go into these houses and discover all these clues and decide which it is. But apparently, the game's like freaking scary. So oh. I'm really looking forward to it. You, you, I, I don't do well with scary things and jump scares, so I'm sure it'll be gold for your youtube channel (laughs) when i'm turning my monitor off and i'm like this well if it makes you feel any better i'm only going to record my video so oh that's not good i'll I'll, you have to have both i I, you'll if i can set a stage up and we can put you both in if we want we can do that i can we can work it out we'll get the logistics i mean i can just record my video myself and send it to you yeah that could work too yeah we'll sort something out all right Um, yeah so email like a focus page uh, podcast at gmail.com we're on facebook at lack of focus podcast on facebook you should go to the dice hate discord links in the show notes follow me on instagram 
uh, because I want more Instagram followers because I'm vain and you know need that ego boost. And yeah, I that's did. about it. Yeah, be <laughs> like Ed and follow me on Instagram. The only person I follow on Instagram is just Chris. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what Instagram is. So thank you. That's what I. Well, I knew what it was, but the only thing that I know it for is there's all these Instagram models, and I'm like, I don't want to dive into that pool. Like, no. But if I can watch Chris post this stuff, then okay, fine. Okay, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for episode 71. I do appreciate everyone tuning in for this one. Um, Looking forward to uh, getting Vader on the the field here in a couple of weeks. So anyway, I do hope you enjoyed the show. let us know. Like I said, I'm really looking forward. To, I want to hear what the zombie survival game is. I can't wait for that one. So I guess we'll talk about that one later. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, guys, fly casual. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all of the latest episodes. And we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.